28. <laughs> he was going. He was going crazy. He was going crazy. Was he at now like a hundred? Didn't he make it to a hundred? <laughs> oh yeah, he had the hundreds for surely. A fifteen. The thirty. The thirty-seven. The thirty-eight. Oh man. Today's episode of the Meet the Brave podcast is powered by Northwest Pizza and Pasta, where if you think the pizza is good, try hands down the best wings in the valley. Nobody, and I mean nobody, does wings like NWP. Order now online for takeout delivery, but please, pump your brakes on pulling up, because ain't quite there yet. But the way Northwest Pizza showed up during the pandemic and continues to show up for the community and providing some of the better food experiences in the Valley, you know they're going to show up for you right now in these moments. So do what you do. Tap in with Northwest Pizza and Pasta, our day one sponsor for the Meet the Brave podcast. Yeah, buddy. Today's episode of the Meet the Brave podcast is powered by Uplifters, a cultural hub that just pushes the culture forward all through the lens of black entrepreneurship and black economic standing. Shout out to our brother Janell and their new series winning formula episode three, four, three, three. Ah, with our brother Hub is out now. An excellent show. We just talk strategy and processes and how we want to create sustainability and filter that all back through the community. And Uplifters is leading the charge in that. And our good brother, none other than Alexius Franklin, happens to be executive producer on the show. Tap in with Uplifters, no vows. And get informed, man. Today's episode of the Meet the Brave podcast is powered by the Reef Studios. Studio located in downtown Oakland, owned by myself, OG Jaren, Lou, Brian Simmons, where we can facilitate all your needs. Multi-tracking, audiobooks, podcasts, you name it. Or if you just want to come create, just catch a vibe. Salute to all the creatives that pulled up this week and just contributed. DJ Spread, Kevin Allen, uh, AO was supposed to pull up later this week, Lake Kariga, you you name it. It's just been love all through. Shout, just such an honor to hold down the block for the creatives. Uh, salute to Daniel uh, and his partner over at Bar Shiru for coming through and putting ears on the Kevin Allen project. How fortunate we are. And last and never, ever, ever, ever least, today's episode of the Meet the Brave podcast is powered by Let's Bubble Productions, our brother Alexius Franklin, who facilitates all our creative content needs as far as Meet the Brave podcast is concerned, executive producer, an executive producer on a multitude of shows, like One in Formula, as we just named, and an incredible filmmaker, storyteller, and can just make your shit look fly. So tap in with Lex and Let's Bubble Productions for all your production needs. Without all that being said, let's start the show. It's the Meet the Brave podcast. I am Monty Draper. I am LG. Lex B-U-B. You guys are fucking professionals. We're doing it again. And if I didn't say that, you would never know. But <laughs> whatever. We're here. My brothers, how are you guys? Great. Lovely. Um, it's y'all know y'all know what it is, man. I, I love I love the show. Not really attached to anything outside the the pull up, the meet up and getting ready getting being able to just like kick shit and work out ideas and feelings and thoughts and all these theories and all the shit. What I what I am really moved by and proud of though is like how our listenership shows up for us and like really taps in and kind of reiterates like how dope <laughs> the episodes or the conversations are. And last week was no exception. 
salute to Hub, salute to Janelle for pulling up and just creating a really rich, uh, fluid, organic dialogue. And that's I think that says a lot about our crew and our show, too, is like our agility to just kind of, yo, what we own today. Um, and unlocking such a beautiful conversation because I was just so intrigued. I had questions, and you guys were answer, able to answer a lot and, like, send me into the week, like, really clipped up and armored up. So I'll salute to y'all, man. That was fucking dope. Yeah, no, it was a good time. Salute to them for sure for opening up the conversation and, you know, we were able to take it to wherever we need to take it to. Like, that's <laughs> always good with, like, as many minds as possible that come together to, you know, figure out some things. Man, our, our listenership, too, the way just showing up and kind of supporting the show and creating a life of its own. But it's no... It's no feat that is lost on me, Lex, because of how much work I already assumed is going into it. But then Lex uh, uploaded all the clips and then hit me. He's like, hey, bro, um, do me a favor and move the full episode up to the top of the playlist. And I'm like, okay. And then go in there only to see that there's 359 videos in there. And like, nigga, huh? What? <laughs> and it, it just got me. It got me. It sent me down a deep dive of just an immense level of gratitude, but really more so confirmation that niggas ain't crazy for real. And instead of sitting around waiting for somebody to open the door for us or hand us anything, we just all agreed to just, just, just pour in and to show up and to be consistent and to deliver and to tweak on the fly. And, to, and there's something so freeing, so liberating about that. And, it's such a there's such a true genuine ecosystem in exchange for real, right? Um, we're leading with we're leading with the advancement of black folks, and so that could mean a little tension. And we don't always agree on conversations and shit, but it is it's really beautiful. And then on on the back end of that, we we're self made, so nobody's ever going to be able to 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 blackball us or to to cancel us. It's like Y'all can't do this no more. And it's like, yeah, we can, because we were doing it when it was we had seven views. Yeah. <laughs> and still put out hella videos. And then the people that do chime in and tap, shout out T Time. Every time we put up a video, Tobe is like the first one to to like chime in and have like have he don't always agree. And he gonna say it. But it's like he watches the show because he's like, I got a different thought process and I appreciate that. And I hope that I hope that is our listenership because it's not. This ain't a hey. We write. We know everything. This is a. This is the conversations. The platform we're working on thoughts and ideas. And if you got something to contribute, by all means, say that shit. Because I know y'all are, and, and myself too. Like I'm open to criticism and the feedback and the being critiqued. Like that shit don't. That's not a um, deterrent for me to still show up and to and to contribute or and or to deliver. Um, it's actually more of an incentive to. Because I know you ain't trying to have me out here looking crazy. Uh, I want to, y'all gonna kill me for this, but I want, I, I've been wanting to do this for the last few weeks and send a shout out to Candace Owens. Mm. Um, uh, so shout out Nana. Um, um, I get to co produce the, the Wolf Game podcast with uh, Deezus and, and Kevin. Um, and it's a really dope experience. Because it's not what it's not what we're doing. It's a completely different iteration of a show and with different goals and intent. And one of the things we were studying in preparation for that show is a Candace Owen podcast. And I immediately I watched the episode uh, with her and uh, Mark Lamont Hill. And I don't really have a feeling towards bruh per se, but 
Candace Owens is such a polarizing figure. Like, you're supposed to you're supposed to have a decision about her. But what if you not haven't tapped in with her fully, and you've only seen the viral moments, or you've only seen what what's sort of been shown to you? Then you should probably go listen to her show. Disagree or disagree. Um, what isn't lost in the full spectrum of the context of her show is how much she gives a fuck for real. Um, and I, I, I really appreciated that that platform. It's, it's kind of like the Schultz shit, but different because she's black. Mm-hmm. But also, hey man, like, you don't have to agree. <laughs> that's the, it's kind of the whole point. You don't have to agree, but I'm going to get my perspective off and kind of just leave it there for critique and not feel away if you feel away because this is what it is. And so what ends up becoming unlocked is, is a really uncomfortable truth in her show that at some point in order to advance, black Americans are going to have to have that discussion that she's trying to drive whether you agree or disagree with her sentiment at all, she's just trying to push it forward. And it was really uncomfortable to listen to. And because I'm, because we're studying tension so much, I appreciated how tense I was feeling listening to her some of her takes. Uh, she had a take about George Floyd that I was like, holy fuck. One, how do you know that? Two, how did you arrive at that sentiment? And three, how the fuck are you confident and bold enough and fearless enough to share it publicly Hmm. it was admirable um more than anything uh think about think about yay uh think about uh bomani jones and like they told yay jesus walks wouldn't work they said hey you can't be a rapper and producer hey you can't be in fashion hey you can't do this and it's like if everybody keeps saying no and you keep proving otherwise then who can take that away from you Oh, we want to cancel Kanye West. Guess what you can't do? Cancel him because then nobody bring him, put him here. Dave Chappelle walked away from 50 so you don't get to dictate when and where he get money no more. I didn't take your 50, so now guess what you can't do? Tell me when I can get money. It's a, be- it's a beautiful <laughs> anti-fuck the system and still go get- It's not fuck the bag. Let's get this chicken for surely. But in the process of getting it, of getting it, our values and morals that we establish at the at the at the ground at the foundation will not be compromised. So then you can't you can never take it away or cancel it. Um, what do you you said you said Bo got two doctorates? Two. Boom. So he so he, that's why he writes like that. G. Yeah. No. He he, he has to. But he kind of, he comes from an academic family, so. That was like a, a normal thing in the household. Was just that's, that's what you learn a lot about people that come from academic family is that they school didn't stop when they left school. You know, like it just, they were always in school, so they just kept going. But he's more about just like gathering the knowledge, of course, to be able to confidently say the things that he says, and that, that's why he sticks with his takes because it's like, bro, I put the. I put the research in, I put the thought in, and I know a lot, you know, like my family structure is set up this way. So yeah. there's a lot that's known already. So uh, shout out to him for, for the two doctors, because I was like, that's fucking like, <laughs> you know, there's no way in the world I'd be doing that much school. Man. Um, but I do know people that have gone that far into yeah. school and they're working on going that far, you know yeah. what I mean? So like shout out to them too for, you know, putting that much time in 
into acad- academia mm-hmm. overall because it's it's important for us to be educated for sure. Yeah. Uh, whether whatever way you feel is the best way to be educated, yeah. you know that's it's super important. Yeah. I I love Bo because of his clarity um, and his ability to sort of differentiate between the two and compartmentalize. And I do deem that a, a variable or characteristic trait of intelligence. It's to being able to just sit something here and have that be that. Sit it here and have that be that. And when they do need to blur, you're able, you're agile enough to allow that to happen. But if you can compartmentalize, and so Bo does a really good job of doing the right time and going, hey, man, I know what the establishment is. I know where the fuck I'm at. This is what we're doing when I'm here. You can pull up to the Evening Jones if you want to do some other shit, though. And he's really clear in those spaces. And I'm, I'm Which is very difficult to do when you yeah. grew up in suburbia as a black person. Yeah. You know, so that you got to give him his credit where it's yeah. due on that part because to be ta- to stay tapped in and be able to communicate it that way hmm. um, is something that doesn't happen that often yeah. with the upbringing where, you know, your, your, you parents, your parents got out. You know what I mean? <laughs> so your parents d- did everything they were supposed to do. Yeah. Um, but sometimes that doesn't bode well for you having the full scope of the the spectrum for black people overall no that's you said it perfectly G like the there's so much to consider Um, cultural responsibility is the term we've been using you're a filmmaker but you also are a husband and a dad so, well, who was that you were talking about uh, um, just the other week? Filmmaker. Uh, oh, uh, M. Night? M- yeah. Hey. I, got, I, had, I had kids, man, so my, my writing was off a little bit. Um, Tyler said it in reference to Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb sucked because I was, I, was, I was growing. <laughs> I was growing. Like, I, I'm out the country. I'm spending month, countless months in another country. I'm evolving and I'm exploring and I'm searching. So, I I don't feel like everybody else with 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 Cherry, but I love Cherry. That, that I was album, about to say that album was amazing to me. But it also is indicative of where we. I remember where we were both at when Cherry Bomb came out. We were experiencing like real inner turmoil because, but at the time, didn't realize it was growth. So, when Tyler pulls up. Now we talking about we talking about two back to back number ones with Igor and call me if you get lost now, and he ain't on the radio. So guess what you can't do? You can't blackball him. I wonder if Khaled is still losing it, or did he, he, not he even, or did he not even pay attention to the fact that Tyler is number one, or does he always see Tyler now? Now he always sees Tyler. Because how, how you how you come do even it, if it's not the same weekend? How you come do it that way? And we did all of this and still ran the risk of not landing. He didn't learn his lesson. He did. He did even worse this last one. He ain't no, nah, because he got he got he gonna get greenlit to do another one the exact same way. Yeah. Meanwhile, Tyler's hey. All his thing I'm, is like picking the right weekend <laughs> so that nobody else is coming out. That the inst- instead instead that's ins- an art. Instead of going to double down and make better intentional art, nah. Let's just let's just find the cheat code. Let's cut the corner. Let's hack. Let's find the life hack. Newsflash, the, the life, those life hacks work, but they only work because somebody went and saw the full experiment through. They started with their hypothesis and whatever the answer was, they, they'd allowed the answer to be the, the conclusion to be the conclusion. 
Science doesn't go, hey, this is what I think, and I'm going to go until I prove myself right. Nope, I'm going to have discovery, and whatever the discovery is, I'll report that, whether I'm right or what it, whether it validates me or not. And so with us walking around being attached to being right and wrong is the goofiest shit in the world. Allow your partner to deliver you some information. Y'all go test it. And then whomever is right is lit because y'all got the information now collectively. And so the, an- the answers are all there, bro. But it's, it requires so much investment into ourselves and like our healing and shit. Nobody want to hear that, bro. Nobody want to hear go where, hey, go work on yourself. <laughs> Nah, cause you take that personal, cause so, that ego pops right up. Like, nigga, what you mean to work on myself? Nigga, nigga you go work on yourself. I, uh, I am. I think. I hope I am. And if I'm not, please tell me I'm not. Yeah, what do you say after nigga say I am? You be like, well, well, they keep doing it then. Okay. I see you're shining. I see your growth. What's uh, sorry to bother you when they argue, and it's like that's how all black people should argue. I see you, black man. Like, yeah. Like, oh yeah, that should. <laughs> It's, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm just grateful more than anything. I'm, gra- I'm extremely grateful for you guys, uh, the people that I can call and I talk to on a on a consistent basis. Um, that I see, if your if your immediate circle is working on themselves, I, I, you guys, bro, I'm about to throw this fucking watch out the window, bro. I swear, the guy, <laughs> it's the most annoying shit in the world. I was so excited. Roger's like, yeah, man, get the get the Apple Watch, bro, because then you can challenge each other. I was like, oh, man, that's pretty tight. That's like back in the day being a part of a team, and if your nigga's working out, you, yeah. No, it's annoying. <laughs> it's stupid. I get 50 alerts for Le- Alexius closed all his rings today. <laughs> Alexius just finished a workout. That, that's that man business. Morg is getting on my fucking nerves. This nigga got a perfect month. That means you worked out every day. Every day. day. Baby. Don't you share your shit with me? I'll come. I'll pull up. I know where you at. <laughs> <laughs> I Facetime Raj because I was trying to feel better. I was like, "Oh, Roger, Roger, foodie. He probably somewhere eating for show." Facetime this nigga at at the time you should be at dinner too. It's like seven on some on some social shit. He on a Peloton, sir. What are you, what are you doing? Y'all all trying to ruin my Kev. Oh yeah, man. I uh, I, can we end the session a little early? I gotta make it to the gym. <laughs> hey, <laughs> fuck y'all got going on, man. The what night you- when we did that live recording with the therapy, and that nigga was—it's like nine o'clock at night. And that nigga was like, "Yeah, yeah." As soon as I leave here, I'm just gonna hit the gym real quick. I was like, "Oh man, I need to get healthy." Popoly, po- man, I'm gonna I'm hit the, get this workout in real quick. And I'm gonna slide on you, money's good. Okay, okay. Everybody's being annoying. I right. message received. Get on your shit. It's tight though. It's it's the who who for for who are we if if we can't allow our our circle to 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 influence us that way? You're caved to all the other shit. Seriously, think about the think about the other shit you'll let niggas peer pressure you into. Hey, that's a that's a great circle to have, though. Man. No, for facts. That's a great circle to have. You let your you could let your your circle peer pressure you into trying all kind of maniac drugs, all kind of maniac experiences. But if niggas is working out, taking uh, financial courses, <laughs> studying the stocks, like reading, you're like ugh. 
<laughs> them and their growth. Uh, <laughs> them, them and their evolution. Get the funky out. <laughs> it's like niggas don't want to be toxic no more. Yeah, like well, wait a minute. I didn't I didn't get the memo we weren't taking care of ourselves anymore. Like what happened? Now it's it's shit's tight, man. It's tight. I, I wish I wish this kind of um no, that's the worst type of toxic, though. It's like when you do everything correct, but the shit that people really want you to do correct. Like, I do everything amazing, but relationships, I'm shitty. You know what I mean? Man. So, like, it's like, the, the, come on, my man. Like, why do you provide so much, but you don't provide this? What more do you want from me? That's how you got into Tyrese's face. Big Tyrese vibe. Hey, can we talk about Tyrese real quick? Gee, don't you dare. Nah, man. I want to know, man. Somebody to check on him. Because the only time he's happy is when Fast and the Furious is up. No, only time he's happy is when The Rock is acknowledging him. Mm. He got his picture with The Rock. He's like, yeah, man, we, we pieced it up. Meanwhile, The Rock still has said nothing about a Tyrese situation. Tyrese he, said him and The Rock talk every other day. Yeah, he said they pieced it up. He said, we, we, we you know. Uh, how, how, brother, about, how about you? Are we supposed to believe that as a public? Brother, brothers just had to get a little straightening. <laughs> Me, hey, Migo, Migos got everybody talking about straightening. Hey, the culture. I wonder if it's one of those instances where he texts him every day and he just considers that talking. Yeah, no, no, for, no. The Rock just look at it. It's says, all, it's all Tyrese firing shit off. It's like just hella hit blue bubbles. Grant, Grant rising, brother. Hey, fam, get off my phone. As a matter of fact, his his bow might be green at this point. <laughs> get the Rock was like, bro, <laughs> block. Grand rising, sending the Rock. Grand rising is sick. I just want to point that out. Nah, sending a, he he for sure do the bubble bath text like a uh, Rev Ram. <laughs> oh, but only to the rock, just to the rock. <laughs> <laughs> the one nigga in his group chat. That nigga try to take pictures with the same interest. Look, nigga, I'm eating pancakes too. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't this the surf you use? <laughs> Cheat day, right? Cheat day. Huh? Cheat day. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Rocco. Yeah. Hey, Rocco. You see me? You see me? <laughs> this, the, do, the, do it right, Rocco. Rocco. Call that bear. Rocco. Call that bear, Rocco. <laughs> Um, what we am I missing? Any, you got anything promote? Episode three winning formula is out now. Yeah, shout out Hub. Yeah, G, anything? Nah, I'm good. Um, shit, Grand National. What we got? What we got? What we got? What we got? Music. Yes, Kev's wrong idea is out now, but you can only get it exclusively from 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 the from the source. Hey, it's the ice cream man, bitch. Don't you hear the? I've been listening to Yuck all week. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. This, mind your business. As I seen you about to ask me a question. Don't no, I wasn't. I was gonna tell you every every couple of weeks. I always go back to that first double disc album. Oh, okay. So don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Okay, I got you. So yeah, it's it's that kind of vibe. Wrong idea is out right now. Is that the one that was like red and blue? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That was my shit. Yeah. Oh, so you all are yeah. sickos. Yeah. I got that was it. My shit. Hey, every. Every couple of weeks, I gotta listen can, to Ballers Mode. Can, can we have a Yuck Mouth Appreciation episode one day? If, that, if that's if that's where we at, no, like, that's important. Yeah, you gotta, wow. I gotta talk about all yeah. that. Shit. I knew y'all was my niggas for real. I didn't know we was getting. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Um, wrong ideas out now. Produced by Kev. Uh, co-produced by Bedrock, Brookfield Deuce, um, myself. Mixed by SK. Uh, great fucking song. Great fucking song. So team. We we but we had to we had to we had hella shit to do. So we're crossing the Richmond Bridge. Teen goes put wrong idea on. I put wrong idea on. By the time we cross the bridge, it's over. And she's looking out the window, and the sun's hitting her face, and she goes, "The great songs are never long enough." <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked, 
And I was like, bro, you are hella tight. It just made me so happy. He's like, the great that, was a great, that was a great moment. Right? The great songs in there. But the sun was like, you know how you're driving through the bridge, and if the yeah. sun is going perfect, it's like bouncing. You're like, the great, the, the great songs are never long enough. And I was like, I hit Kev immediately. I was like, this is so dope. Yeah. But the I like that's I just the reaction lo- that you go for, bro. I love where technology and e-commerce is like. The shit only exists on the GM page. So if you only get a few cents, like not even a few cents, if you only get a cent for a stream, hey, just sell it directly and take that few hundred sales. What if you get a thousand sales? All right, now it's booming. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate everybody that's purchased. Wrong idea. You can download it exclusively at grandnational.com come straight to your phone it's no lag it's none of that confusing shit that used to happen when you try to buy directly from the source like it can go directly to you grab wrong idea now it's only a dollar fuck with the kids um the marathon the marathon continues. shout out to nip nip you know what i'm saying like independent way the grassroots way the proud to pay way um with that ticket sales to our first headlighting show at home went on sale and Happy to announce we had a fucking killer first week. Um, shout out to y'all for fucking with it. Like, <laughs> it feels so crazy. Uh, the venue was just, like, skeptical because it's like, y'all niggas are new. Like, y'all formed in a pandemic. Why do y'all think y'all can charge what y'all charge? And it's like, dog, we got a community that fuck with us and that's proud to pay and support excellence. And that's how we showing up from curation of the show to delivery of music. So, August 6th, Grand National... Is at the new parish. Tell the, tell the venue to mind their business. Th- that part too. Exactly. Just open up the establishment and let the niggas. Feel it. <laughs> let us let us do what we <laughs> do. You do what you do and just be a be a stationary spot. <laughs> let us do what we do. But the, just open the doors, motherfucker. That's but it was we... it was also nice to see niggas not being attached to being right or wrong. He was like, he emailed back. Was like, yo, that was a, that was a solid first week. Salute. Like, uh, see, you know what I'm saying. So I was like, I was like, I appreciate that. But it's also how we show up too, G. Like. I've been telling y'all, just working on that that clarity and that assertiveness is getting so much more shit done. So much more shit done. So it's like, hey, man, I know you feel the way about the tickets, but we ain't budging on them, and we're going to deliver. It's clear, it's clear as that. No wavering, no fake humble shit. Oh, baby. Not, no, nigga. I do this shit for real, and I'm pretty fucking good at it. So get out. Clear out. Ice. <laughs> hey. One, four. I so don't let don't let me bring the ball up, nigga. Clear out every time, every time. Uh, August sixth, we're at the New Parish with some very very special guests. Uh, Grand National, that's Ian Kelly, Jane Hancock, Brookfield Deuce, Kevin Allen, Mo Green, D Bledsoe, Black Achilles, Champ Green, Rue Shankle. Oh man, uh, DJ Basta, OG Jaren, Kate Lamont. Dame Drummer, Kariga Bailey, Brian Simmons, Julius Jarvis, Keith Snowdegrass, Josh Ickbon, Tom Molina. I could do this all fucking day, dog. Uh, DJ Sharp. I don't even know so many first and lasts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, DJ D Sharp, DJ Slowpoke, DJ Basta, uh, SK, Jesus, um, and I said special guest, but I want to. I want to say it. I want to say who's coming out, who we're bringing out. But you, you gave enough. You gave a whole soccer team. I did, huh? Is all those people using their first and last as their stage name? No. I, I mixed it up. So some people I said their government, and then some people I said their uh-huh. the artist name. So that's my bad. <laughs> Family, my bad for out, y'all. You know, you guys know I love you. Um, I'm just, I'm just hella grateful to be, be squad. Uh, uh, officially Uplifters Gang on on, oh. on, on ours. Congrats yep. to you, yep. brother. Congrats to you. Um, shout out Janelle. Janelle, part of Grand Natural. Like, um, 
Yeah, man. Uh, it's a it's a really beautiful thing to be a part of a community of folks that are showing up like that. But more importantly, that the people are fucking with us. And so, like, the tickets go on sale, and then immediately people are like, yo, I'm not missing this shit. I don't want to be anywhere else in the world. And uh, we're, we're, we're grateful. Say that. Say that for sure. We're grateful. Um, is it a dress code? That's a good question. Like, is it a concert or is it a club? Because concert ain't no dress club. If it's a club, you got to... So, it's also Parliament, so they might they might freestyle it. But. No, New Paris, New Paris. I mean, New Paris. Yeah, okay, New Paris. No, 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 no. So no dress. There's no dress code. However, you've been a day one supporter of Grand National shit. So I'm just gonna urge you to flex on niggas and go. I got the the exclusive one of one drops that some of y'all don't have. So For sure. I would For just sure. encourage that. For sure. There's gonna be a lot of envious folks that can get the new shit. But miss the, the limited drops early. So it's it's kind of cool to see people be like, yo, are y'all doing those again? Like, nah, fam, you had to be there. <laughs> you just had to be there. It's really cool. So salute to everybody making shit happen. Shout out Court Smith. Uh, the new the new the new merch though, however. Oh. Lord, 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 Lord. Hey, LBR's new merch. Bruh. Uh. Bruh. Shout out Jason McFly. Uh LBR, loyalty before royalty. Um yeah, man. How do you, how how are those doing? How are the short sets doing? And how how juice were you when you seen them like for the first time? Well, they're doing actually really great. They're and since we made it so you can either buy just the tops or the bottoms, it's made a lot of people happy because people kept sliding <laughs> in my DM. Why you always gotta sell it as a set? So everybody who hit me, now you can just buy either the shorts yeah. or the shirt. Yeah. But oh, I was super juiced. I wore mine. I didn't even put on an undershirt. I just wanted the material to hit the flesh. Hey, sir, relax. Don't be out here naked. Hey, hey. That's naked. I don't care what nobody say. No undershirt is the equivalent of naked. <laughs> naked. <laughs> no undershirt is the equivalent of naked. And hey, when you got a blouse on, you got to do it like that. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, man. Sometimes you got to be Keith Sweat. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Nigga, that nigga was ready. Keith Sweat looked amazing. What? No, when that nigga said, hey, hey, you, you shine a little hard. If that was back in the day, I was like, oh, look, Keith can't even help. He got to go back to his old way. <laughs> Keith, Keith looked amazing. What? He did. He looked incredible. Keith and sounded liar. great. And, and sounded great. He's that part. He, that part. You ready for his next tour? Man. Um, long, well, y'all, we, y- we rolled into it. Longevity. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I think that's what I'm saying about the the verses though is that it's gonna hit you that type of way. Yeah. Like you're either gonna be like how Bobby Brown is, or you're gonna be like how sweat is, or like how, <laughs> how you pop up on a screen. But like stop. some people, some people take advantage Hell, of the situation. <laughs> Don't tell niggas they either gonna be Bobby Brown or keep sweat. Bobby had one move in him, and he hit that shit. It was about a smooth ten seconds that's of it. work. That's it. And then he was. It was chill from there on Keith, out. Keith then he looked know. at Keith like, hey, can you get my background vocals? Hey, Bobby <laughs> forgot what side of the stage he was on. He's like, okay, no, I'm, I'm going to go back over there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bobby's having a good night, man. Shout out to Bobby. Oh, man. At, at, one, at one point, we tuned in, and it looked like Bobby was like, he was, it looked like he was running out of breath. Like, not, not like you running out of breath control. Like, he literally was about to pass out. He had all the armor on, man. Like you trying to cover up the stomach, man. You gotta, you gotta realize, man. It's, it's getting hot on that stage. 
And Bobby kept that coat on. I'm, I'm like, bro, hey, what the, you doing? The coat, the yeah. coat, coat going to kill him, though. Yeah, this going to kill you, nigga, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That nigga should just own the belly. He should have lost just, it. He should have just, just been like, exactly, just be like, he should have came out with just the coat and no shirt. Yeah, he should have, you know, took it off and got a massage. Ooh. <laughs> you know? Oh, these niggas are wild. What's up what's <laughs> when he played while he's getting the massage? It's my prerogative? Nope, nope. You got to play something, you gotta play something sick. Because Rosé did Devil in a New Dress when he got his massage. That was awesome. Then he had he had a song with uh with uh what's name right like with Q Sweat, Bobby and Key. I think I, he, I think they did one where I think it was right when round two started. I believe they was on the same track. I want to say, or Maybe was that I, just I Keith be... doing his background? Yeah, I think that was Keith just helping that nigga it out. Probably was. It probably <laughs> like, hey brother, you, <laughs> uh, I, you sound was. like you you you're dying. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, don't worry. I've I've been on this vegan diet and I've been doing hundred pushups every every day. So ready, ready, man. Um. Speaking of ready, who what who wasn't ready was was America. Bow Wow's piano pe- fingers. No, Bow Wow piano fingers stay ready. Mm. That you got don't hey, don't do that, don't do that. Shad, Shad, Shad been famous his whole life, whole fucking life, and he's been in the bubble of Atlanta. Okay, thank you for saying that. It's one thing to be famous for your whole life. It's a whole other thing to 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 have the Atlanta bubble, where you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, like it, like his 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 shit doesn't travel. Like yes, he was he was definitely popular across the world, but like niggas will get at him in other in other locations. Like he can't come to the town and niggas not clowning. But you can go right back to Atlanta and be a okay at all times. So that will continue to keep you in that bubble. Yeah, what I need to be lit over here for? I agree. I'm lit I where agree. everybody want to be lit at. So, <laughs> all right, niggas come here to get lit. I'm him, all... him and Soldier like it really put things in the context. Like they've been famous for a really, really long time. That and then when you strip club lit too. Oh yeah. Uh, you on a cloud. Yeah. That 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 is excellence. Soldier Boy is excellence. Uh, I'm not co-signing Shad. <laughs> but, but but soldier, soldier, big soldier, I got you, brother. That was that was amazing. But Bow Wow's Bow Wow's piano fingers, bro. <laughs> oh man, that nigga's crazy. I appreciated it. Has Bow touched a piano? No. no. Has he seen one? He seen one. He seen <laughs> like how walk right <laughs> walk right past it. <laughs> he rolled his weed up on it, everything. <laughs> he do everything but play it. Everything but play it. all you can do on a piano but play the motherfucker. Sit down and take pictures. (laughs) Everything. Um, But speaking of not being ready, America was not ready, once again, to face just straight up racism Mm. and our our divide. Mm. We, We... Will justify any and everything and move the goalposts to any degrees, whether it be negative or positive, in the name of racism. Mm. Bill Cosby being released this week proved all that shit. Mm. We are terrible people. Oh, for sure. <laughs> terrible. We are horrible people. As a collective, we're horrible. As a, as a collective, and it, and, it, and sorry. I it just I just entertain when it happens when it goes on. It's that was a Black Mirror episode. That's actual entertainment. Yes, yes. that was a Black Mirror that's episode. Entertainment. Right? That's what you're talking about. Hey that, y'all, that was entertaining. We gonna we gonna release a, a a suspected rapist 
and then let y'all have at it. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all work that out amongst yourselves. Public opinion go from there. <laughs> and everybody get it wrong. And you're like, well. But then, I'm so sick, I go, hey, at least all everybody that spoke out one way or another had the balls to speak out one way or another. So, I fuck with all y'all. <laughs> at least I know where you stand. Well, you, beyond that, fam, I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah, everybody that spoke out on whatever side was very believable on whatever side they, they spoke oh, out. Oh, it all, it all like, sounds... Like, it, it all fit. It like all sounds it, great. It fit the character. It all sounds really great. Felicia Rashad, excellent statement. And then she's like, wait a minute. Y'all didn't y'all taking everything? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, this is what I meant. This is what I meant. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me let me let me rephrase <laughs> let me, that. Uh, this is what I hold on. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And then Judge Joe Brown. I was about to say, he been going hard. Go, go, hey, I, but I fuck with it. At least you know where he's staying. Exactly. He not he not he not mincing no words. Hey, this is what it is. Joe said I done used the law my entire life. My whole life. Y'all loved me when I was calling. When I was talking crazy to young black man, now I'm I'm advocating. Now you now you're up in arms. Which which one do you I want? I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> so was, that's why I said anybody that took a stance one way or another, salute to y'all for having the courage in the current climate to say how you feel. I'm gonna say everybody looks sick. Embrace it, because if you don't, we only gonna keep doing like this. But if everybody else embraces how sick and barbaric society is, we'd be fucking great. But you got to be in compliance. You got to be in agreement. You got to do. No, you no, you don't. It's a lot of niggas that was rooting like God. Hell yeah, Bill. <laughs> Behind closed doors, just in the name of the OJ verdict. That shit was it. It's fascinating to study. <laughs> if I hey, I didn't kill her, but if I did, this is how I did it, nigga. What? Yeah, he's toyed with that forever. Because they can they can monetize and leverage how disgusting we are as humans. It's it's beautiful. Niggas are going, how did Trump win president? Because we are sick. Grab grab him by the pussy was the greatest thing that could happen to that man's campaign. Mm-hmm. The way that porn sells and the way that collectively as a nation, we hate women. Hey, of course, put a rapist in the pre- in presidency. So releasing one ain't gonna be a ain't gonna be nothing. That in talking, that in visiting the flyover states, like literally, like pulling up there, like he didn't even use, he didn't go to none of the big spots. No, like, I'm gonna go right to these flyovers, chop it up with y'all. Y'all get more votes than y'all shit. Back road, Wisconsin, Nebraska, wherever the fuck, and speak speak directly to those hundred thousand folks. And them go, God damn, that Trump is something special. <laughs> and then this, then this nigga like, win. I feel like he really sees me. <laughs> then this nigga win and they go, I don't, I don't know how he won. It's like, bro, that that right there is the sick, the sick delusional part of, of, of liberalism. Like you so removed, you're not even tapped into how sick the how you're not even acknowledging acknowledging how sick the world world is for real, all the while benefiting how sick folks are. The, that bill shit, bro. I'm look. I'm just looking at the timeline, and I'm going. I'm seeing uh, full grown ass men celebrating. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. It was so telling. You, y'all don't have y'all don't have daughters. You don't got mamas. Like, no, don't nothing. True. Hey, it's got to be proven. Okay, I hear what y'all saying, but bro, you 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 do realize you are celebrating an alleged, <laughs> damn near confirmed. Like, they were, I, they, were, I, they were celebrating that something got retracted. Like that's their. They were celebrating that there was a there was a lie found or something wasn't able to be proven for one specific person. That's what they were celebrating, which is the unfortunate part about this, because then you just disregard all the rest of it. But um, it's also like important to like pay attention to the fact that once things are once things happen and then time passes, how quickly people forget that that actually took place. Yeah, it 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 we don't we don't really care for real at all, and that that's what's being proven time and time again. So. The optics of cancel culture, exactly. Goes it does. Time. It doesn't reveal anything other than your your true motives. They're gonna cancel me. I can't say this. It's like, oh, so you here to be famous? I thought this was about your respective discipline or your respective art form or your contribution to to society or whatever the fuck. But it's you so worried about somebody canceling you. You don't. You don't have you don't you don't have a feeling or opinion one way or another. It's whatever it's what hey, whatever the climate is, I'm going with it. So that's why I say Boosie's 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 a sicko. But I fuck with him. Cause the nigga just gonna say hey, hey man, that's where I'm at with it. Hey, Boosie being sick. Bo- Boosie's sick, sick. But it's there's more sickos than there aren't. It's just everybody everybody is concealing it. I'm Say say what you want about the the Vlad network as a whole. Them niggas keep going up there. What am what am I supposed to say? Hey, Booty Faison and uh, and uh, the comedian dude keep the lights on over there, like through like the the down season, like whenever there's not like somebody oh, TK trying Kirk to tell TK, yeah, TK, 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 TK pull up the <laughs> Vlad once once a quarter and set the world on fire and tell a brand new story. Bro, he's been up there 17 times, G, and he got a brand new pivotal story. Every a fucking um Pivotal, man. Uh, Napoleon, every time from the outlaws, every time he speaks, he tells a new Pac story that makes the world go, God damn. Hey, if y'all love Tupac at all, please stop telling Pac stories. Yeah. You were hey, yeah, I, I didn't get the point of telling a story of I don't get a, I don't get a, I don't get the point of telling a story about somebody that's past towards somebody that's still here. A public figure like that, like I don't get the whole thing about Pac. Pac, Jada had to stop Pac from beating up Will, huh? And this is a grown man telling that story. This is a grown man telling that story. That's regardless, regardless of how thorough the niggas that was around Pac. Y'all gonna stop acting like Will ain't from Philly, fam. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Stop, like, stop playing. At what, at what point y'all gonna stop playing him just because he won't respond? Because he won't respond. I fuck. That's why I fuck with Will though. No, you got to be a certain type of person to take all the lashing my, that he takes. My man is living his best life. His whole his whole wife get wrapped up into some entanglement Constantly. shit. And now he got to pull up and, and do an interview to save face. Nigga, I'm jumping out of a plane. Fuck y'all. What? <laughs> what? Nigga, I jumped out of a plane and Bungie jumped into a cannon. I don't none, don't none of this matter to me for real, y'all. We got I live on the other wing of the house. Fam probably was there. I don't know. <laughs> 
Ask her. And and now, thirty years later, yeah, I, we had to stop. Jada had to stop uh, Pac from getting on Will's ass. That's not how that works, fam. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not. I know you know every everybody's fucked with a nigga's chick before, but the nigga goes. No, I see that nigga. Oh, stop playing. You know, you don't got to do that. And not all the while knowing that you don't want... She, she trying to save you because you really don't want that smoke. You think you Billy Badass. So that's why I say... the. Oh, never mind. Let me stop. Because niggas get real sensitive about Pac. Like the story so I'm, of, like the I'm story, not about to do that. Like the story of Pac pulling up to, uh, to confront Nas... On Nas grounds, and Snoop is telling niggas what really happened, and they're like, "Oh, but that's how it works, though. Like yeah. opt- optics rule shit. So it's like, yeah, Pac check that nigga. No, Nas gave that nigga a pass, bro. And those are the type of those are the type of niggas where you go, oh, you're not scoping the whole scene. Mm-hmm. So being being attached to winning or losing or being right or wrong is the goofiest shit ever. Nope, you got it. It's all optics. It's all optics. Mm-hmm. If you need to, if you need to walk away and be like, "I'm right, I won that, bro." That you got. That's a lonely, sad ass life. Because at the end of the day, don't none of the shit matter. Don't because don't nobody care for real. Also, you only get so many of those. Hmm. Like that part. Keep trying to do that shit if you want to, but you you only get so many of those lucky breaks. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Like not everybody gonna allow that to be be the case and if that's what your persona that you're building is then best believe that's where your ending is going to end up at you man. know what I mean like because it's going to be the wrong one or it's, it might be the same exact person but this was the second time I gave you the break the first time now it's a whole nother thing you know what I mean so that's another thing too so I mean but if folks keep chasing optics go for it <sighs> Bro, before we get to anything, before we get to anything, have y'all seen how amazing? Not this last episode of day, but the 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 one before that one, bro, when the, they broke down like the what is it episode three, three? episode three, yeah, yeah. yeah, when they broke down like, bro, you do that because you white, bro, like that's why you privilege. But that's that's why the writing's so brilliant. Lean lean into. Lean into the true narratives of the dynamic of the white rapper. Because the truth about Lil Dicky is, he is fucking insanely talented. Guess what? It don't matter. You still white. Mm-hmm. So, as for, and, but Dickie's so tight. Guess what? He knows that. So he made a show about it. Going, oh, I am hella tight, but it, it can never matter because I'm benefiting from all the white shit. So let me make a show about that and throw it right back in y'all face. I, that's why niggas got a fan forever for me. Just just because of that self-awareness that, and it's not even a self-awareness thing because I don't have shit to do with him. That's just got everything to do with society. So what, what is, yeah. Here, this is what it is, so let me, here you go. And then it just so happened to be packaged in some of the most brilliant writing. Atlanta is fucking brilliant because of the awareness of how silly the pursuit of being a rapper is. This shit is fucking goofy. <laughs> it, 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 bro, I'm, I didn't see some of the most goofy shit over the last decade. And you just normalize it and go, that's 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 normal, huh? A bunch of a bunch of white and Asian suits sitting around a conference table, listening to your music, going, yeah, this is this is for the culture right here. That's what <laughs> this is the one. What are you? What the fuck are you talking about? And where am I right now? <laughs> I don't have nobody to blame but myself for being in this silly ass room. Gee, that's not that, t- you can tell me now. You didn't want to hurt my feelings early in my career, but now you'd be like, Marty, that's silly. Right, that's it's okay. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> that's why I'm one of 
Like, look, just just thinking about the optics of that is fucking hilarious. Gee, me and this is me and Freak. Hey man, this might be the day. On our way to the shit, mm-hmm. and we get there. Like, oh, this. I think this is gonna be cakewalk. Play the shit. It's like, ooh, don't you think it's a little too edgy? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Help me understand. Um, that what I'm saying is too edgy. Have you, Y'all, y'all do know y'all do know who signed to your label, right? <laughs> no? All right, I'm I'm just asking. But I, literally, some of the top brands and top labels. Last, but when how long? When was the last time you? I played you last Marauder, or no, no, I played you TV Babies in uh, Mexico. Yeah. Think about that album, and then think about sitting across. From some suits and them going, ooh, a little too gangster, right? Are you serious? Yes. And I was like, meanwhile, while they got every bang bang shoot 'em up, nigga, they got they got niggas signing their labels as fighting murder cases right now <laughs> that they're pumping big dollars in to promote and market. And I'm me, you know what I'm saying? It's it's so it's just like okay. So then you go. We'll do it ourselves. That's that, that's Dame, that's Dame Biggs and Jay. It's like them niggas went to every label and they talking about, yeah, Jay just not it, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this is like it's, it's just not gonna work. Oh, all right. Well, guess I think we'll do it ourselves then. School. So speaking of that, um, y'all see the thing about um I don't know if it was the director or the producer, I forgot what it was, but for the uh for Independence Day, uh talking about how the um, the studio wasn't trying to allow uh, Will Smith to be the lead in that yeah. because of, uh, they didn't think that he had international appeal. Yeah. It's like there's no way that a black male can push tickets in the international market. And the person, and the guy was like, bro, this movie is about aliens from outer space. Like, bro, the, the tickets overseas are already sold. <laughs> you, you, you missing it, but okay. But uh, also said that, um, that of course, that pushed him, pushed the stardom on that thing, but also, what was the, what was the other part? Uh, shit, I forgot the other part. I forgot the other part, but that should do. It was just important to even like listen to that because it was like the charisma alone. You can tell Will was a fucking star. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like just charisma alone. No, you should. You that's your job. You're you're a studio exec. You're not you're not supposed to do nothing else but sign checks and be able to notice when that person just has it. Mm-hmm. So guess what can be a part of your your decision making in that is. Race. Not not only that. Everybody forgets. At that time, Fresh Prince was doing numbers. Numbers. So even if they didn't think just off of Fresh Prince doing numbers, we should let this man go for this one. But and that's that's the that's the brilliance of how exposing all this shit is. We say it's about the numbers. Here's here the numbers. Nah, but Internationally, it ain't gonna work. Yeah, back to the goalposts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it, we're back to that. Hey, I know what we said it was, but now it's this. <laughs> like, oh, okay, well here's that. 
Uh, 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 the uh, the dress code video. Uh, me me. Oh fuck! Friday night. Paul goes, money. Where you want to go? I'm like nigga, let's go wherever. He's like, oh, let's try this one place. So we ba- we blast to the city. Get to the door. Hell of people walk in before us. Head of my ID. Hey, and, and a bruh too. Hey, bro, you gotta take the hell before you go in there. Oh, oh no, it's good. Turn around. A lady goes, "Why you tripping? It's just a hat. Come on, it's lit in there. I don't care." You see all them people that just walked in before me and ain't had to do nothing? I'm about to go to this bar down the street where the white security guard about to just let me in because they not tripping off nothing in there. On principle. Fuck. Fuck. What? Simple as that. Y'all have a good time. Like, y- y'all not going to miss my little $100 I was going to spend in there. Like, it, that ain't going to bl- break the bank. And I'm going to have a great time over here just sitting in the cut talking anyway because club is just weird. Let's just go sit in this section and, and just 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 poly. End up having a great time. Yeah. But the opt is again. It was the optics. It's like we're going through. We're on the same. With that one time, gee, we're at I forget New Caribbean. We're in the line for New Caribbean, and we're going through the fucking metal detector. And Bruz telling everybody in front of us to take our hat off. We look directly across the street at just a little dive bar. There's no metal detector. And the nigga is hardly checking ID and everybody just going in whatever the fuck they got on and having a great time. But we're governing and in, in, in policing ourselves in a way that's enticing static. Take your hat off for what? For what? Oh, we, we, it's just, the niggas with the hats on is the one that shoot. Huh? How'd you come up? How'd you come up with that? Yeah, there's a certain point where you don't have to comply to anything. To nothing. There is a certain point where it's just like, all right, well, shit, y'all have a good time, and I'll I'll have a good time. (laughs) I mean, we can can decide to separate here, but yeah. They tell Naomi, yeah, you got to do press. She goes, well, yeah, I'm not going then because they ask dumbass questions, and they usually do it in the midst of, like, your anxiety being one place or they're the root of said anxiety. So I'm, I am I just prefer not to talk to them. Well, we're going to find you. Well, I, I don't want to hijack the establishment. So y'all go do your thing. Have your tournament without me. I'm going to stay at home with my nigga. We're going to do fun shit. And I'm going to spend some of this bread that I didn't generate it. So no harm, no foul. Y'all don't need me. And I don't need this. So I'm going to kick it. That, that level of freedom, the, the world couldn't help themselves, but expose themselves and go, she's ungrateful or round of applause. No, she just made a simple chance, the decision to be anti-establishment. Y- y'all got y'all rules? Cool. I'm not, it, I could give, my hair, my hair looks fucking wild. It, ain't, it don't have shit to do with that. I'm just not taking my hat off because a, a nigga... Had to enforce some rules that he got from his boss that 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 his those rules are rooted in racism, and bro don't want to lose his job, my nigga. You you just doing your job, so this is not about you. Yeah, I'm just not coming in there. Cool, all right. Bet you're not gonna miss the money. Bet I'm, I'm going on my way. Shikari, salute to that fucking queen for sure. Big She's time. like, hey man, I. I take responsibility for failing the drug test, but your, one of your bogus-ass reporters decided that it was a smart move to notify me that my mother was dead in an interview. What? What? How, how, how sick are you that you don't have enough human decency not to do that right here? What if I don't know? Oh, this this is what being... 
this lit means. People people cross boundaries like that. Oh, that's triggery. Yeah. It's not a human being on earth that wouldn't have been triggered in that way. No, at all. But but let's keep it a B. Baby smoking before that. Mm-hmm. So, oh well, who gives a fuck? Burn it down. But these these old antiquated ass rules and shit that disprove everything else. Weed makes you slow. Weed makes you stupid. Weed makes you every every stoner depiction in anything media is so ass backwards. Nigga, I'm on the I'm on the call with the the corporation just burned it down. Hey. It's either this or me tripping on somebody cuz I just need to get my thoughts together cuz y'all y'all got a lot going on and I'm not personalizing nothing. I'm moving my certain way. This is this is the way I deal, but I'm efficient and I get everything done. What are we ta- what are we talking about? Which one is it? So, these narratives and these 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 incentives how many people of them are are investors in in marijuana companies now, and some THC sort of study or what have you? How many how many of them got investment dollars on the ground floor in some of these companies that are going? But bro, Kate, she can't she can't go over there and, and run though. Move the goal, just keep moving the goalposts. Um, what's what's the uh, the the gymnast? You talk about the hammer door? No. Um, oh, the the yeah, the raw one. What's her name? I forgot her name. But Not yeah. Gabby. What's what is her name? It is Gabby. I think it's Gabby. Gabby. Little... What is? It? Anyway, hey. You you so you so good. It's not. It's you, you're so good. That's what's up. Who who jamming? Oh, it was the wrong idea. Hey, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how beautiful is that? That the, the, the on, but they did. They couldn't help but do it on air. They go, yeah, she's just so much better than her opponents. It's not fair. Simone by Simone. Mm, there it goes. Thank yeah, Gabby was the one right before Simone. Okay. Yeah, hey, you, you so much better than everybody. We gonna have to dock you. We gonna on a curve. It's that participation trophy shit. Hey, don't make nobody. Don't. Hey. Don't you be that good because you're making it uncomfortable for everybody else. Wait, huh? I dedicated my life to this. I made sacrifices. And you telling me to tone it down? No. I'm running it up for every person just like me. Mm-hmm. I'm running it up for everybody just like me. you telling me to tone it down because I'm out here stunting. I'm anti-establishing my hair pink, nails long. I'm out here flexing, talking shit in the in the race, talking shit. Perfect. No, we can't have that. We that no, nope, nope. That's no, too. They, anti- they were looking for something. That's too anti-establishment. Something that once that came across their table, it was like yes, got us another one. Yes, drug drug test. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? For we. For we, it's right there in the bylines. It's in the guy. It's, <laughs> it's in the rules. Of course, it's in the rules. And players, players not being able to earn off their likeness has been in the rules. But niggas been getting that chicken forever. Get forever, your money, ever? get your money, black man. But that's that's oh man, it's it just it's beautiful how these moments 
expose us all, and I'm grateful for them. I was grateful for Trump's presidency. It's just me. Call me what you want. I'm, I was so sick of liberals skating by, and them niggas doing the most damage, bruh. I, I can't wait till the Wolf Den podcast come out, because some of the guests we've had so far have been talking about the dangers of liberalism and the impact of it. And some of the worst things that could have ever happened to the black community were white female educators. And, and, how, and how they identify those students as victims and what that coddling has done. The counterproductive efforts it's had. And that's, an, and that's not a generalized statement. That's just the landscape of the awareness and the tense conversation we got to have. Like, y'all can't be looking at them kids like victims because then you approach them like that. And you limit them from so many different things. But we got to reimagine education. Not fucking victims or patients you're dealing with. Them are people. So humans that are moldable. And if you're projecting any of that su- out of that out of that subtle shit in there, it impacts their it impacts their frequency that you're that you're a part of developing. That's radical responsibility, bro. You got to be aware of it. But not is the sickest shit in the world. And that's why I always shout out Miss Lattimore for fourth and fifth grade. <laughs> like mostly thinking that fourth and fifth grade ain't that pivotal. No, but like that was fucking important as hell for streamlining me towards anything. Man, was having that black lady care that much Man. to. Give me the real and also hold me accountable. Miss Lattimore, we love you. You know, she's gone now, but it's good. But the, uh, the don't, uh, don't do that like that. Huh? Don't do that like that. No, nah, she did. She she lived a great life. But, uh, <laughs> I don't fuck with L. I don't fuck with L. <laughs> she lived a great life. But uh, if that if that had been substituted for a white woman, then who knows what that would have done for like the, I mean, for me, probably something, but like not too much. But, uh, just the trajectory of things, what that would do, because, you know, there's a, like you said, a coddling process, which yeah. is, isn't beneficial for young black males, for sure. Um, and then also for, like, on the gymnast side, the, uh, uh, Gwen Berry, which was the hammer thrower, uh, that in the trials, uh, turned her back on the, on the, um, on the national anthem, which when more information came out, um, it was because she's going up with a protest shirt. Yeah. Uh, so um, when more information came out, they were supposed to do the national anthem either before they get on there yep. or after. Uh, but they decided to run it. They lied to her and then they decided to run it, which they said was a mistake yeah. when they got to the podium because she was walking up with that. So that's why she decided to do that. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting because that came out and she was unapologetic about it. And then she also started posting all of the comments because she she posted that this is what i did and then posted all the comments of like all the white folks that was coming at her she's like y'all are fans so i appreciate Mm y'all so her approach to that was great or whatever right and then it was a few days later that they jumped on the her old tweet type of situation so they started going into you know she's homophobic and uh uh you know racist and all these other things from like old and like uh disingenuous about you so like she said something about like uh some white people are retarded regarding something else so like the word retarded being used so they were really like just fishing for opportunities to go at folks so they just gotta look at how folk, how they utilize the media in a way for like demonizing folks when they be unapologetically themselves so shout out to them what that brought up to me um how do y'all think like this 
this year's Olympics, do you think the stage could be used as a form of uh, protest in a way? Uh, for you know things that we deal with out here in the U.S., like is that like a, you think that might be a, a theme of this year? You think people will be tame about it or whatever? But I mean, I think at this point I don't know how many black people can be any more tame about anything. I don't think that's the, especially for the youth. I don't think the way we're moving towards is any level of tame. Uh, but I wonder if that's something that they'll be doing on that stage, just because there is a stage available to it. So and we're uh, the only we're one of the only countries that can do that. Uh and y'all y'all you and you got y'all please feel free to to critique me on this because I'm 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 I might be very very wrong. Sure. But once I saw the because the the Olympics has been have been branding for at least six months now going hey these are the rules that we're issuing especially because it's Tokyo mm-hmm. no protesting period will be allowed. You'll be disqualified. Like, they've been saying that for the last six months. But once I saw that, I was like, well, that's clearly directed at the black people who will be participating in the Olympics cause, because who else is protesting anything right now? LG, LGBTQ, like, is going to get going, going to get to operate in a level of anonymity that no one else is going to receive. And they're going to... That's going to be fine. That's not going to be considered protest. So that's... that's going that's, that ain't, It's not going to get looked at like that. So this is specifically talking about there will be no protest in alignment with black initiatives. Like, let's be clear what that is. All right. All right, bet. Why are our black athletes participating in the Olympics? Something that is, even if they are a part of a swim team or the track team or the hoop team, this is a personal, a real personal thing to be considered an Olympian. Why in the fuck are they required to go protest on behalf of an entire people that aren't in alignment right now? Mm-hmm. I Hey, I appreciate the gesture, but Shakari didn't have to go up there and apologize to a bunch of grown-ass black people for making a mistake. You know, what? Who are we to demand that? And not, and not that black people were. It just really bothered me to f- see her go, I... I, I feel like I let my race down. Hey, Wack 100 says she let her she let the black people down. Bruh, we got <laughs> Wack man. I hope I hope that I hope to have a productive conversation with the OG one day. So I don't want to be messy, but that nigga's bothering me. That's all. That was a good way to say that. I feel I I hey, I'm I'm the first one to go. Don't be divisive, especially with black men and for damn sure not the OGs, regardless if you understand it or not. But, however, what the fuck are you talking about? You let the black race down, nigga? Why are we the only people required to carry a whole fucking race on our backs? I can't liberate all you. And even in the... even in hey, when, the, we do, they, when they do, they take us out. <laughs> no, and, and, and take, take, us, take us out... Yes, but in hindsight, the story gets told crazy. Let's go do some proper perspectives on how many people were at Malcolm's speeches. Mm-hmm. You would think it was 500,000 people there. You would think it was 50,000 people there. You think it was 5,000. I think it was 500 people at the I Have a Dream speech. <laughs> what? 
And it wasn't unanimous that people was fucking with him. Muhammad Ali. Black people wasn't collectively fucked. Like, they were divided. We've always been divided on the niggas who, who ultimately on the back end go, oh, that nigga was a martyr. You didn't fuck with him when he was here. But in the interim, I'm supposed to go make a decision and live my life in alignment with a bunch of people who aren't necessarily sure how they feel about me, so aren't going to know when or how to show up. Shikari having to apologize for a race of people was the silliest shit in the world. Yeah. Not that she was silly. I would fuck with her for feeling that pressure and feeling like she needed to do that. But baby, live your life. It's a bunch of grown niggas out here fucking up every day on much larger scales than you. You smoked a little weed. All the while being the most dominant in your sport. You don't got shit to apologize for. But especially not to no grown niggas. That's the part that's that's confusing. Like we got we got we we there is cultural responsibility. However, carrying the burden of a bunch of niggas who don't give a fuck about nothing the way that you do is nuts. That's now that's crazy. I'm bugging her. No, I was gonna say <laughs> you would think that they'd be happy that she smoked weed because all all they promote is that weed slows down your reflexes. <laughs> So you think they'd be like, oh, you smoke weed and just give her more weed and let her compete <laughs> and then motherfuckers might have a chance. Yeah. I mean, they... I don't know. The, the conversation around weed at some point will open up. You know, like, no, it won't. Eventually it will. Eventually. <laughs> open up, G. Open up to what? I don't know. I don't even know what I'm sure. I don't know what the conversation needs to be. This is this. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's getting. It's getting crazy. What are we? What are we talking about? I mean, because it's it's one of those things where it's a lot like paying the players. Like the way to get around paying the players was to let them make money off their own name, image, and likeness. It wasn't that we're going to pay you. So you still get your amateurism on that part. But you can do whatever you need to do on your end. We're not going to. But we will. We haven't we have given you all the guidelines on what that's going to be just yet. We're going to figure out what that is after year one. Dog, who, who conceptualized that? Hey, we not, we're not going to pay you. And we're a billion-dollar industry annually. Oh, and by the way, don't you dare make no money off, no, off your likeness. But we're going to make a video game. We're going to make jerseys. We're going to do interviews. We're going to do brand collabs. We got network contracts. We're going to run it up in the name of your, of your contribution. Right, we're going you... to you, make you do promo videos. <laughs> you do... Wait, you had to do promo videos in school. You do promo videos, bro. Like, you get in your jersey and you do, like, dribbling drills and dunks and shit and get people hyped for the season. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's how people get excited. That's how Gonzaga is sold out for five years in advance. You can't get a ticket. Branding in. and marketing, god damn it. Yeah, you can't get a ticket for five years. The, 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 ga- the game is so effortlessly just some gangster shit through and through. And I am not inclined to go... The institution is, is wild. And I'm like, oh, I see you. And I'm about to just match your sickness. That's all. Blackball me, nigga. Bye. But ain't nobody, ain't nobody telling me I can't get no money. The pandemic, hey, shows are shut down. 
Y'all can't work. You can't congregate. You can't do this. All right, bet. We got a lab. We going to pot, and I'm going to make hella music. And then they're going to flip the switch back on your ass and then go, hey, where can you got this? You got this. Everybody want, they, everybody want hella shit right now. But everybody let them folks tell them to stop doing shit. And then you want, then you want me to be responsible on the back. Fuck out my face. It don't add that don't add up. This, it don't add, it don't add up. I know I'll be signing. Wow, bro. Cause re- like really, like really, when you tap into the um, <sighs> fuck, when you tap into the source, the source of of your of your your, your motivations. Why are you here for it? Oh man, I wanna. Nah, my nigga, why are you here for it? Ah man, I I'm I came to get the chicken. I ain't gonna hold you. They don't call me Thigh High the Prince for nothing. Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> they don't call me Thigh High Prince. Oh yeah, you gotta drop that too. Bro, no, for hey, bro, just drop it now. They don't like call me Thigh High the Prince for nothing. My nigga, what? I came for the chicken. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so now we now we clear on that. This is how this is how these moves are gonna look. This is how this this is how this sustainability is going to scale. And this is how it's going to incorporate all my niggas. And if it looks like fading back and just showing up to, in the space of service and Lex being like, hey, money, I need you to do this, I'm doing it. Gee, hey, hey, money, we got to do this. Okay. It's a, it's a beautiful thing to be a part of a system, to be a part of a team. And then just know, know your role. PJ. And nigga, PJ did his uh, TNT interview mm-hmm. while he was doing his uh, his pregame warm up. Mm-hmm. He said, "Yeah, um, Giannis and Chris is gonna get busy in the middle of the floor, so I'm gonna be in one of these corners, and I just gotta make the shot. So I just come out here and I just shoot these. It ain't nothing to it. Like I'm a, I'm aware of what the fuck is going on, so I just come do my job." Oh, that make that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. For the for the in the name of the greater effort of the crew. Cause you said you said you wanted to be you said you wanted to make a make a you said you wanted to make a uh an impact bet. You said you want the status. You said you want the money. What if what if you could have the status, the money, make the impact, all the shit? But never got to put your name on it. But you got all that other shit though. But don't but the but the frivolous empty fame is nowhere near in sight. I was under the impression that everybody would be like, well, duh, that's easy. Give me the bag, the the status and all the shit. That's easy. Nope. Niggas want the the niggas want hey. I want they they recognize me, fam. I want that more than the than I want the win. You like whoa? I thought everybody came to. I thought niggas came to win, and it's like nah, just came. Uh uh-uh. uh, winning ain't that winning. What? It's the lady did at Walgreens. 
Uh, yeah, no COVID testing because of because it's the weekend. And then it's like COVID testing. <laughs> like she looked, she, looked, she looked at me like, "Fuck what? Nobody do that." It's like, oh, so y'all don't even care for real. This is <laughs> it's wearing off. <laughs> she, she and she didn't even know she did it. Ew, fuck no. Like it was, so, it was so awesome. It was so dope. Y'all still doing that? Still testing? Your your, what are your 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 true? If you had to sum up your your uh, your thoughts in and around the the, the NCAA uh, changing the rules now, does it mean does it mean anything? Or are you just like ah? I mean, where are you at? Where are you at with it? I mean, I'm pretty far removed from a college like college athletics, uh, so I I got my healing process in from uh, being exploited that way. Um, but <laughs> sh- but shout out to them, man! Shout out to the people coming in. Just because like Instagram wasn't like a huge thing, at least when I was playing. So um, to have that level, that type of platform, having Instagram, having TikTok. Having some of these platforms where people can make a shit ton of money off of just naturally doing things that they've grown up around doing. Like, everybody's internet-based, so they grew up doing these things with each other, so they naturally do this. Like, I'm thinking of, uh, on the women's side, those two twins that basically is, like, the going to be the focal point of this type of thing, that they get plenty of views and plenty of action off of TikTok. They're known for that shit. So it's cool to be able to see them get money off of while they're while they're playing and doing these videos on the side that they're making money as they go. I I, I fuck with the idea. Um, I saw you know with uh, Master P getting his son the the deal for two mil. Yes, sir. You know, like it's it's, it's just dope to see that they're having these options available to them. Um, which is all the thing all the athlete wanted anyway was just like I, I think back and I'm like fuck like. The biggest athlete for college, any sport, at the time that he was playing, to me personally, I don't know what it was earlier in time, but was fucking, there was nothing like the phenomenon of Reggie Bush. And the fact that Reggie Bush got his shit vacated, his statistics, his... uh, his Heisman Trophy is not at, is not at the Heisman House, you know. Like uh, he's not even. It's almost like taboo to talk about Reggie Bush. He was banned from USC. Uh, USC at all places he was banned from. You know what I mean? So like it's just a it's a it's a ton of things where you're just like, that's wild, man. Like just just for getting paid to do like just getting paid to do things on the. Be able to sign autographs, being able to do whatever it is when you're doing these things anyway. Yeah. I can't tell you the amount of autographs that I had to sign when I was at GU <laughs> for just hella shit. Like basketballs, uh, jerseys, uh, socks. It doesn't, ma- doesn't fucking matter what it was, but the amount of signatures that went out and there was nothing in return for it. Yeah. It was literally just, we have a scholarship. And the amount of banquets that you go to where like it's damn near like an auction where you just pull up and everybody greets and has all these questions and all these smiling faces and 
Yeah, bro, my stomach is rumbling, bro. Like, shut, pass me the food, bro. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck? Like, I came here because it's gonna be a nice meal. You know what I mean? But other than that, like, it's just a, it's it's a lot of wildness that takes place in in as for the college athlete. That on top of that, you have to go to class and you have to do all these other things. So that extra income is super super helpful. Hmm. Um, just with being with uh, with how much is asked of you, because you got because. People think college athlete is just you get recognized for the for the for the sport that you're playing when the sport is taking place, bro. You're literally doing stuff for that sport for maybe I would say a smooth fifteen hours out of your day, and they tell you you should get a full night's rest. So eight of those is that. So like it's <laughs> like bro, like the amount of little time you have to yourself. I don't want to hear anything about the the perks of being a, an athlete. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's dope, but you know it's also dope that you get some reward for it. And also like the amount of people after they get done with uh, school or get done with with that, and they didn't make it to whatever um, option that did get them paid, that they have a nest egg to start off with, hmm. to start doing whatever the hell you want to do, even if you can't con- um, initially transition over into. Um, a job of some sort if you're still trying to figure it out or if it's not available yet or if there's some time that you have to do something or whatever in the meantime that you have a nest egg to sit on in the meantime while that's taking place is also going to be a good thing so shout out to them for getting at least that much you know there's a lot more but at least they got that much yeah all of these decisions and advancements and rule changes and shifts and culture like all of them are cool but they all just reveal so much corruption corruption greed um but more than anything just a lack of actual value for The land, like how much information is in the landscape. There's hella experts. But some of the smartest people I've had the privilege of being around, they're just tapped in. And they listen a lot more than they speak. So when they do speak, or when they do create something, or when they do invent something or introduce something... Um, its efficiency rate at performing is really high because it's not predicated on landing right away. It's predicated on discovery, auditing, and then applying what is discovered inside of the actual application of whatever it is. And so there is just this lack of attachment to being right. Being impactful, though, being disruptive, Embracing the tension. Oh my god, that shit is so rich and so valuable. But I was anti all that shit a year ago, personally, because it just didn't didn't have the information and didn't realize how valuable it is to see the tension and go, "I'm going there." Oh yeah, who's coming with me? Like that <laughs> that shit. And then you get in there, and you're like, "Oh, this is this feels good." You ever, uh, have you ever accidentally ended up in a mosh pit? Yes. 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 How liberating was that shit? It was actually pretty damn fun. Right? 
like nigga getting hit in the jaw and then hitting the nigga back and he goes, ah! <laughs> like, bro, what is happening right now? Yeah, that happened on accident. It was pure energy. That's what I had to piss Dave out of a mosh. Like, oh, I do remember that. No, but you, Dave kind of started the mosh pit. Like, no, he really did. He Dave did. started a mosh pit at a place that wasn't supposed to be a mosh pit at. But it was niggas that clearly loved a mosh pit, so <laughs> it, it had life before it was before it was before he before he could realize that he started a mosh pit. It, it had a whole life of just like niggas who was like, "We get to do this here, <laughs> bro." There was so much slipping and sliding and punching and oh man, enjoying the fact that you just got punched. Oh man, do it again, like huh? That's how uh, shot Morgan's gonna hate me for telling the story, but that's how Morgan is. Y'all do not let Morgan fool y'all. He's sweet, and he and he's he just do mind his own business. But as soon as there's an opportunity to fight, this motherfucker takes blood, and he just turns into a psychopath. <laughs> hey. It's ama- It's actually the most amazing shit to see because it's like I heard stories and hadn't really got to see it for myself. But Morg's such a sicko, he doesn't throw hands first. He puts people in submissions first. <laughs> and you ever seen a big grown ass man get put in a submission? It's one thing to put a little nigga in submission when you're bigger than a nigga. It's a whole other thing for the nigga to damn near be your size and maybe even bigger and get hemmed up and get choked out. Morgan, why you always why you always do this shit, Morgan? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you don't, you don't get to say anything because you 6'4 and you're getting put to sleep right now. So we wake you up when, when it's over. Another quick exclusive. Oh, shit. Morg sent me a video. Oh, fuck. And he told me to play the audio on the pod real quick. Oh, fuck. I'm embarrassed, Dory. Looks like it's retro shit. Don't make me no difference. To push a fucking foot, I ride it like a bitch. To push a fucking foot, I ride it like a bitch. To push a fucking foot, I ride it like a bitch. He didn't send you that. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Morgan, I'm going to tell you this once. One time, <laughs> one time only, fam. Burn it all. Burn every last second. So that is audio from my very first show ever. That is hilarious. Um, more, more, I, I th- most people who listen to the show know Morgan as, you know, owner of Northwest Pizza our day one sponsor. He's a lot more. He is my big brother. He's my mentor. He is my my guardian angel, my savior. Um, I tell him that all the time, so it's not weird. But um, there's a transition to L's point. College is is you full scholarly. Like all that shit means something until you don't have nowhere to live, and the, you don't really have a rapport with the coaches, so you don't feel confident in going. Hey, man, I. Got kicked out of my apartment. Like I don't like I all my shit is in my car, and uh, so I didn't say nothing. I just was thugging it out for a few weeks. Shout out Dustin, uh, Kale, Drew. Like there was a few people that were willing to to help to look out for the boy uh, for a few weeks, putting shit together. But more goes. Now nah, you coming here? But Morg lived thirty minutes away from campus, so moving with Morg, and I'm still kind of doing music on the low. And he's like, he's like, bro, that's, you don't find that kind of weird? You sitting around waiting for somebody to send you a beat? You don't want to just make it? And I was like, I don't know if it's that easy. It's like, yeah, it is. You just start making it. 
Like, he's the first one to push that line. But I fought him on it for so long. Fast forward, he's he's got a company he started that he's not really, really, really focused on at the moment. Him and his partner are are going through different, or the partner was actually going through a divorce and some other shit. So the company was suffering as a byproduct of it and all this leftover equipment just sitting. And it was this souped up PC, like the best possibly built PC you could imagine. And uh, Morg's like, yo, I ain't doing nothing with it. You may as well use it and get your music shit off. Video card. Like, it was built, It was one of those machines that was built for gamers. So music was going to be cakewalk to do on there. Uh, didn't know all the shit at the time, but obviously in hindsight, you know what it is. But nonetheless, get some recording software, some some many recording software that I... Cool, not even cool edit. It was worse than cool edit. Like, oh, disgusting. It just looked so antiquated. But it was... It's getting the job done, so I'm every day song, song, just knocking shit out, and then eventually I get enough for a demo tape, and and I'm getting ready to move to Portland, and they're like do a going away party. You should do it a go away show. Ain't like wait, what? I ain't never performed before. I got these songs, and so I just put together, I recorded, mixed, <laughs> I did, I did all that shit, put together a demo, had like 15 songs, and then did at the vinyl of all places. Like, who does a show at the vinyl? You got to be a sicko to do a show, a rap show at the vinyl. It's it's the size of your bedroom. The ceiling's low. There ain't no AC in that motherfucker. And we packed people in there. And that was the song. Uh, I sampled uh, Freddie Gibbs. Um, uh, Covert, his verse on the Covert uh, Coop shit with, with uh, Alchemist and Spitter. Still push a bucket, but I ride it like a bin. So I, I sampled that shit and just made it and made a joint out of it. And that's the that's the fucking <laughs> audio from that shit. It's actually the video clip. It's a, oh, oh how disgusting does it look? That's crazy. It don't look that bad. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> shout out Morg man for having that. But it's like Morg, KLD, um, slow slow boy. Like they they were the ones encouraging me to like really pursue the music shit. Slow Boy was the first one to put me in the studio. Kel was the first one to play my shit in the locker room. Morg booked my first show and got me my first, like, setup. D got me my first MacBook and was, like, garage band. Like, it was, I had a real crew out there that were, like, pushing. And then Freak was, like, the first person I sent songs to back in the Bay. And after that, he was he sent me back hella. Like, he got me a Nate verse. He got me a Neo verse. It was just crazy, like, how everything was working. And it all, all just happened. And the next thing I look up, it was, like, Damn, I think I want to do music like for real. And it was so many people that were that were supportive early. Um, I didn't really, I didn't really have the uh, the story of not feeling supported or insulated early. But what it did do is like it made me question like, oh, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not that good. And and they don't want to say nothing. They just don't want to be mean because <laughs> everybody was fucking with it for real. So I just just ended up being hella grateful. But that you hearing that. I'm not even embarrassed. That was a really proud moment. But I'm, I like the fact that he still has it is like the coolest shit ever, bro. Like, it's really dope. Um, Got to NFT that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, G, you know, you know what's so... Time, you know what's so... That shit comes on, y'all. And I... I oh, I cringe. Not cringe because I'm embarrassed by it. It's just like I can hear all the ego in mm-hmm. all of it. I can hear all the wanting to be famous in it, right? Mm-hmm. And... uh and the uh, the conformity in order to to do what you think you got to do, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm 
I'm just grateful to having have been on the journey long enough to get over all that shit. So when I, 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 I'm, it, it is, it's humbling to hear. Maybe I should say that. Maybe that's the better language for it. It's humbling to hear because I hope anybody that listens to the show, I hope I don't sound like a fucking finger wagger because I'm not going anti-fame and all the shit because I've always known that. It's like, no, nah, I had to find that shit out along the way. So if there are any young aspiring entrepreneurs that are around, like, hey, bro, don't be attached to the status shit. Like, if there's anything, like, be be of service. Like, ser- like have serving be your number one priority and everything else to take care of it, take care of the rest. And it wasn't that I didn't have anyone to say that. I don't even think Morg, somebody like Morg had the language. But that's how he was showing up. More like the business is booming now, but I watched Morg uh, max out three major credit cards to to renovate that restaurant. Like he bet on himself. Like he had like minority partners, and as soon as soon as soon as the shit got tense, they all abandoned him. So Morg was to the neck in that motherfucker. Work like how the owner working sixteen hour days. Like, hey, bro, and, and 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 had the nerve to be shy about asking me to come. Nigga, what? I'm on the way. So it's like, what is your love for food? It's like, I didn't know I loved food until I had to go support the homie who wasn't going to even ask for support. He just like, oh, man, it's fucked up. It's like, well, what can I do? And if you made the dough, that would at least buy me a few hours. Like, it wasn't even... A money thing he just needed a little bit more bandwidth to focus on the business or to just focus on the salad line or just just focus on the sauce line or to have to do all six of the other things that had to be done nigga can you come make the dough for the weekend and that'd be enough and um watch that watch that man build that business from nothing like so northwest when you hear Today's episode is powered by Northwest Pizza and Pasta. No, it's somebody that got it out the mud and saw in us early. The podcast was like, hey, man, shit's kind of tight. What y'all need? Because uh, I like listening to the show, but it sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, yeah, like not, not knocking, but it's like, hey, if I could help get get it jump-started and sure as shit, here we are now, man, you know. Um, yeah, that is crazy he sent you that. That is bugging me the fuck out. That's tight. Why do you have that? Why? Why do you have that, my good man? Um, how upset are we about No Lovecraft Season 2? Or, or... Like it's over? Gee, HBO, they're not going forward with Season 2. HBO isn't going forward, but they didn't say it was over. Yeah, they so just said... That's what I decided to fix it on. Well, she has a rough outline for yeah. season two, and she's still... Misha. Right? Yeah, Misha does, and she's still... Shout out, Misha. You're Figuring awesome. out the story, mm. but I don't know if it... With HBO, it could just be a time thing. I mean, like, we gave you this much time, you still got it. I don't know, but... I, that's That's interesting. I'm glad that you said that. And not in defense of HBO, but, but just, just offering greater context. Perhaps she didn't meet the the respective deadline for delivering whatever the deliverable was, the asset was. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't heard anybody bring that point up. Which I'm not mad at. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. Mad, I'm not mad at either, especially because I wanna I wanna keep fucking with HBO. Yeah. Um, and because like there's certain things that also make me think about that because 
when they already said that that show was the most streamed show on HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, the type of numbers that it did. So for me thinking HBO just isn't re-upping on season two just because it seemed kind of weird. But Mm -hmm. the one thing that HBO put out was that, you know, we support her, um, but we know that she had the the book for the outline for her first season, and now she's still digging deeper into how to figure out how she's going to maneuver the characters in the second season. So if Misha's like, hey, this might take me even more time, yeah. they might just be like, uh, you know, we can't wait. And I'm not saying that that is the case. I'm just saying that... Yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah. That seems, that seems a little bit more plausible than just we're walking away from the show because it was too controversial. It was too this. The, the numbers suggest otherwise. No. So... Let's... I wonder if they'll put it on standby to, like, when it's done, we would pick it up. That's So that, yeah. now that Lex is saying it, G, I feel like that's the smarter play to distance yourself from the delay and to go, hey, the delay is solely on the writer of the show. The, the network has nothing to do with it. Like, we, if we had it, we'd put it out. But I also think that, like, see, like, the season finale of The Sopranos suffered because of that. I think the season finale of Game of Thrones suffered because of deadlines and shit. Something that impactful kind of needs space. How, like, how, Snowfall's been getting delayed every season it's come out. They haven't made one deadline. Even when John was alive, I don't think they made deadlines. Atlanta gets del- has been delayed every season. It's been supposed to be out, too. But we're always better for it, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like Snowfall hasn't missed. I feel like Atlanta hasn't missed. And based on the... Based on... I didn't, I didn't care for the season finale of Lovecraft. So if that was one of those moments where it was rushed, it's like, hey, slow the fuck down. And get a rain, get the get back on the reins, and like get the story down in. So I'm not mad at the delay, and I'm not mad at HBO distancing themselves for the delay too, if that's what it is. Yeah, and another reason they HBO might have distanced themselves is because you know people get mad at the network. Oh, you're holding on to the yep. show and all that, so yep. then they're just like, hey, look, Misha, we we fuck with you. We don't got nothing to do with t- how long it should take, you know. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, I don't know. But it, just reading that it. It's not here was sad yeah, to me. Yeah, such an such an epic, yeah. epic, epic moment in television. I think we'll always remember, no matter what. Yeah, I don't know if Misha's ever said like how long it took to make season one. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Because season one would be, I think, would probably be on par with probably how long it made, how long it took to actually create and put together Get Out. You know, like mm. that shit was like a ten year span. So like. I don't know if it took that long for there, but it definitely takes some time to get how thorough that season was. So we're so as as fans of as art as a whole. Um, how many how many how many uh, franchises exist in film, or even taking artists in music for the example that the sequel has been better than the. The original first. The original first. Um, Like, how how are y'all? Is Carter 1 better than Carter 2 for y'all, or is Carter 2 better than Carter 1 for y'all? Or is Carter 3 better than y'all? Like, where are y'all in the Carter series? That's tough. Yeah, that's really tough. See, I'm I'm a Carter 1 person, and I I never have to think about it. 
I never have to think about it until I meet somebody and go, no, it's Carter 2 all day. And I go, huh. And I'll go back and I'll do side-by-side comparisons. And it's still Carter 1 for me, but I realized like last week, it's only Carter 1 because the... uh, uh, Sequencing? No. Uh. Fucking Dedication 1. It was all the same time, so it just felt like this really long moment of brilliance. And I'm like, oh, man. Because Dedication 2 is fucking phenomenal but it's yeah, dedication gets up on that one but it, it, it's de- dedication one all it's all the grit and all the grime that then spills over into carter one mm-hmm. and you're like bro this is insane so this it's a moment thing but there is a uh late late red late reg or uh college dropout I'm like, damn, it's it's not college dropout, ain't it? And then you listen to the production value of late registration, you're like, God damn. BM Jr. is still one of the best hit songs ever. See? And so Birdman Jr. being on Carter One, nigga, I gotta go with Carter One. Yep. I gotta. And then it's and then it's all the the uh the Carter, the 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 the, 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 the walk in. The walk. Yeah. And just for the <sighs> fact that nigga said I Spit out shrimp. I was <laughs> keep him. Keep him. Bro, it's oh that was a moment. Yeah. With the dedication to and Carter to ESP. Let me yeah. stop. Let me stop. Yeah. Man. Let me stop. The so mixtapes really drove. And shit. then, as far as with movies, like there's the battle of Terminator One and Terminator Two. And see, out Terminator One, awesome. But I was of age, two, and we did two, the whole movie shit. That's what I'm saying. We did the whole movie shit for Terminator Two. I got a different connection to it. Yeah, and then the other battle, Aliens One and Aliens, the second one. Ah, uh, so, Aliens is raw. That's where the battle because the first one had so many things that people had never seen before, and just that the character that a- Aliens has the space in it. Like, yeah, it's, it's as much it's it's as much space as they use in between seeing and how they introduced the alien yeah. and like. Where it was, you don't know where it's at in this shit. Like it's it's hella shit in that one. There's like aliens is tight because it didn't depend on the shock value of the alien. The alien. Yeah. They really they really doubled down on the story. Which Sojourner so, did an amazing job. Man. And it was great because it so showed that even if they were prepared for what they were about to battle, yeah, they still wasn't shit. Yeah. No, damn! I didn't realize y'all fucked. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm they, glad when they when they brought their crew in, they was about to get their ass whooped mm-hmm. off top. They, they carried way too much ammo, not knowing what was up. So, all right. So uh, predator, predator two. So we so we're not of the elk of like if it took you ten years to do the first one, you got it. Is by proxy, it has to take hella long to do the second one. You we don't we don't subscribe to that. It doesn't have to take hella long. It depends on how much. How well, much? How much insights you want? Like how much? How many people you want in on the table? Because now you more than likely, if it's a hit initially, then if it, depending on where it's coming from, they probably they might want to add a lot of writers and people to the table to yeah. help out with the idea. Is and it, from a writer's point of view, look at me claiming my there shit. There you go. Now. That's what I'm, that's what I'm talking some, about. Some people they already. For example, when we talk about. I'll just say, like, Limelight. Mm-hmm. You already know, I have three seasons planned out yeah, for that. Yeah. So when it came to, like, the Aliens movie, mm-hmm. he knew he was going to make three. Yeah. Yeah. But the third one was when they changed his whole script and he wasn't really in on the third one. And that's why that third one ended up like that. Uh, comedic, uh, 
Comedy Gold Mines. Mm-hmm. Thank you for putting me on that show, Jason. Yeah. It's just completely changed my life. Like so many, so many stories that have moved me and inspired me, I've heard on that show in the last few weeks. So thank yeah. you. Uh, but the Marlon Wayans episode, yeah, he's talking yeah. about scary movie being taken mm-hmm. taken away from them Snatched. by the Weinstein's. It's mm-hmm. like, and I remember scary was it scary movie three. Scary movie three, yeah. I remember watching that, and being like, "This is weird really? as fuck," but. Wanting to be happy that Anthony Anderson and Kevin are in it, but like, still like, ooh, this feels nasty. Yeah. And then you hear the backstory, it's like, nah, fam, they took that shit. And we barely got two off, and two still performed, even with them niggas like stepping on the dope. And you're like, oh. Shit, hearing the story of uh, Friday, and Friday, the initial one was made with uh, 24 million, grossed <laughs> 125 for 126. And then they had to pull teeth in order to get the second one done. Yeah. And they gave them even a smaller budget. They which the budget I think was like and they still, seventeen team. or something like that. And they that. still delivered. And they got what was that, forty something out of that? Mm-hmm. And then the third one, even less budget, was like ten. Jesus. And they got, you know, like twenty four or thirty out of that. Yeah. And it's just like you're giving me less and I'm still producing mm-hmm. or something. So they're like we're never going to make the last one then because yeah. we can't get it correct as far yeah. as, like, the initial talks. And now, I, you know, I'm more established in this shit. Yeah. You think I'm about to take that exact same deal from y'all? But, but, things, but so, so this brings us full circle. This is exactly why HBO goes, hey, we don't have nothing to do with what's going on right now because the narrative that Cube, Cube, Cube ain't pay nobody. What? That's not how movies work. That man wrote a script. He went and shopped it. This is what he gave. This is what they gave him to pull it off, and this is what it grew. This is what it grossed. He pro- Q was probably out there for free. Yeah, because he believed in the vision. He had to go execute it, and so now everybody's pocket watching, going it grossed this. But what's the back end of that? And then what's the negotiation for the next one? So wait, the cult, the cultural impact of Friday of the original Friday. Didn't get them a blank check for the second one? That's fucking nuts. That's Especially crazy. when it grossed the way that it did. That's crazy. The cultural impact of the original Friday didn't get them a blank check from New Line Cinema. And that's when you that's when you start to really see how the system works. Yeah. And that's why you that. see people like uh, Robert Townsend saying, no matter how great we are... <laughs> They ain't gonna give us what we deserve, and that's why I did everything myself. I, I, well, speaking of doing shit yourself, I'm impressed by a living, breathing, freestyled tell-all book by the great Scotty Pippen. <laughs> the great, <laughs> the great. Get, get your auntie, fam. Get that's a. Who, what is Scotty doing? The more and more Scotty gets to the limelight, he doesn't realize that it makes so much more sense that his wife was out here moving like that. G, you wildin', you wildin', you wildin', you wildin'. bring it home, G. G, you wildin'. Come on, don't listen listen to him. Listen to me. Let me produce you. (laughs) Bring it Bring it home. Go ahead. Call for the one. Y'all can't see. I'm going to clear my hands. Y'all can't see Lex, but he's doing the the Dave Chappelle Rick James. (laughs) Watch me. Look at me. Nah, but like, damn. Because he, he just comes across... He just comes across as that person that gets hung up on a lot of things. Huh. 
You know, like, things don't get past him. As far as, like, he... There's a cool thing from listening to... Um, from uh, Kevin Hart's audiobook on, like, his talent, his special talent is his ability to just shrug things off. So, like, the way that somebody would come at him about um, him not being funny about something or the, an opportunity, like, you know, you write a script for something you and produce a, a, um, a pilot for something, and then you have people in production to do the work hmm. all for the network to be like, oh, well, we can't use it in that time, so I'm actually going to go with this white show. And instead of, like, being like, that's fucking crazy because I put all this work into this at, at an early stage. I ain't got no money, ain't got nothing of that, that. He just shrugs it off and goes on to do, like, the, the stand-up shit. You know what I mean? So, like, it's a... I don't see that as, like, a special a special thing that Scotty possesses is the ability to shrug. And it's more of, like, a, something that eats at you. So I can only imagine what it's like in a household. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> My nah, bad. But I can only imagine what that it's like in like in that household in the entire time and just like okay, you could probably deal with that when you're on the court and the money's coming in, fam. But uh, immediately after that, I wonder how many stories is like that in the households where like things was great and uh, um and money was rolling in and you was a famous person and stuff like that. How many things you were able to get away with? Hmm. Out the strength of okay, at least some, at least there's money coming in. Mm-hmm. So when that shit dries up or no longer coming in the way that it was, or now you're not doing the famous thing anymore, you can still have money coming in, but you're not doing the famous thing anymore. You are now of no. <laughs> you are now of no like uh, used to be basically. So I kind of see that with this. Like, he had to tell a tell-all because he is of no other use. Fame is one hell of a drug. One of you niggas start freestyling tell-alls on your press release. We, Wherever you at. Bill Maher, Joe Rogan, <laughs> I need to fade. What What is going on, Scotty? Stop. Uh, Joe Rogan, did you see the Tarantino interview? Yeah. Did you? I, I thought about yeah. I thought about both of y'all the whole time too. So I didn't. Full disclosure, I don't take my Joe Rogan fandom fan club uh, membership, but I I have a hard time keeping up ex- exclusively on Spotify. So I just wait for the YouTube, and so I didn't know that the Tarantino episode had happened. Uh, so I got the notification for the clips and kind of just like lost it for a minute. I was like, I was really excited, um, and. I, I know I know all this I know all the beef that Tarantino gets, especially amongst the black actor community. Like I, I get it, but Reservoir Dogs specifically, Pulp Fiction specifically, they just were introduced to me at such a um impressionable time in my life that they're forever burned in my brain as like influential moments as a like I knew I was gonna do art my whole life when I saw Pulp Fiction for the first time. I just never, I never seen nothing like that. Yeah. Never seen anything like that where the story was jumping all over the fucking place. The the, the Jackie Brown soundtrack alone, I knew, I knew I was going to, I wanted, bruh, the way that, the way that fucking that Bloodstone record sounds in the Jackie Brown soundtrack is the reason I love music so much. Single hand, if I had to pick one reason, it's that, it's the scene that she, 
tells the nigga what the song is and he falls in love with the song because he falls in love with her. Like the the symbolism and all that is just beautiful. Beautiful. It's like, yeah, I'm definitely about to be a storyteller. So yeah, I got a I got a weird affinity for Tarantino. Just gonna put it out there. That that makes two of us. Yeah. So watching the, the rogue watching him and Rogan have that banter. Uh, but you had you pulled some crazy notes from that interview, though. I, I thought we're well, not crazy, just really specific to someone who's a creative and influenced by Tarantino. Yeah, well, the one when he was talking about art and he was like, you know, I just do whatever the fuck I want to do. It was a weird battle for me inside because at one point it is, yeah, it's art. Do what the fuck you want to do. But then for him, it's like at the same time you started before like all this cancel culture shit mm. and everybody knows how your movies are and you're, you know, you're a white male. So it's like, yeah, you can say that. And since like Joe Rogan kept saying you're kind of grandfathered in, so you're still allowed to just do whatever. And now it's to the point where people just shrug it off as it's Quentin. Hmm. So... It was that was kind of like the battle I was going through, and I was just gonna see if you guys did see it, how you guys felt about that. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, I, only thing I've seen from Rogan that was at the time that Rogan did it was the Dave Chappelle thing. Like that's the only time I've like tuned into it at, at the moment. You caught it live that day, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. You caught it live that day. Yeah. Like I checked out that one actually, but I I haven't had a chance to li- listen to that one just yet. But from I mean what you said. Uh, I mean, I definitely, I just think, I just think truthfully, hmm. that's how art should be anyway. Thank like, you. I think Thank art you. should Thank just you. be that you present it the way that you want to present it and then let the chips fall where they may. Um, and not everybody is gone, you know. I don't think everybody is going to sign, like, sign up on board, um, all at the exact same time. Sometimes that does happen and that's when you hit this whirlwind and that's amazing. Uh, but for the most part, everyone's not going to sign on initially. But from word of mouth, they catch up. Hmm. You know, I think that's kind of how that goes. But like, if you if you initially start off with the, oh, what are people going to think about this? <laughs> You'll never get done. I I'm with you, G. I just I, everybody's not supposed to fuck with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's as simple. It's as simple as that. It's supposed to be dis- again disruptive is the word for a reason, and you can't be attached to. You can't even be attached to the success if it is disruptive. You got to go if it if it if it hits and everybody fuck with it. You got to. That's when you should panic. Yeah. Okay. Everybody fucking with it. Let me let me completely reinvent the wheel. Then that's what I love about Tyler. Tyler gave niggas Goblin. They're like, oh, he a rapper. And then this nigga start giving niggas R&B albums damn near. And they're like, wait a minute. What's going on? My fa- One of my favorite internet videos is when Puff meets Ty Dolla Sign for the first time. And Puff gets exposed as an out-of-touch OG because he spends three quarters of the video calling Ty Dolla a rapper. So much to the point where he chastises Ty Dolla for identifying as a rapper and Ty Dolla's like, nigga, I never said I was a rapper. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's a it's an awesome moment, but if you're not if you're not paying attention to the human reaction, you'll miss it because the video because the optics of Ty Dolla Sign and Puffy being in the same room is so fucking tight. Yeah. Ty Dolla Sign is one of the most brilliant songwriters of our era, 
and Puff is one of the greatest producers hands down. I don't want to hear shit. So, in my mind, they making something crazy. This video is this video is at least at least seven years old now. By the way, um, and Puff is just doing the old nigga shit. Nigga, you want and you you sound like an angel and you want to be a rapper. And I was like, what is this nigga talking about? <laughs> <laughs> this thing is crazy. But it was a, it was a true OG moment. And it seems like somebody corrected Puff, and then he's exactly. kind of been more tapped in ever since. But it was a beautiful kind of just like, yeah, they're doing this. I'm going to do this. I love I love how Frank, Frank Ocean completely toys with us. All day long. He has fun doing y'all, it. Nigga, y'all not telling me what I can do. I didn't, I didn't get here by that. I damn near don't even want to be here. Dream and Tricky made me become an artist. Nigga, I really don't want to be an artist for real, but because I'm better than that, y'all, here you go. Oh, and then all y'all keep letting all these new niggas steal my swag, so I really got to go away for longer so these niggas don't bite my sound. It's hella little Frank Ocean's running around here. It's hella dream. It's hella reiterations of dream. It's hella reiterations of T Pain. It's hella. It's like it's it's wild how the how the illest pins get mimicked, and you can hear everybody. You can hear their I, nigga. I can't unhear how many niggas are copying Raj's style right now. And Raj spent hella time just carving out his own little space. St. John been writing for everybody, but just been carving out his sound. Travis went was writing and producing for everybody and carving out his sound. Now every this is a whole Travis pack you can get and sound just like him. Damn. <laughs> so to Teratito's point, yeah, I purposely did this so it exposed everybody that's copying my style. I think what the fuck you want me to do? Kfla <laughs> still has some of the best dialogue. Oh, the other thing that I forgot to put as a note was his interview helped answer Hub's question in a way. Because remember, Hub was like, how come actors don't get that pushback? Hmm. And it kind of is because it falls on the director and the writer. Hmm. Hmm. Like, and you think when he was like, for example, talking about Hateful Eight, and he was like, oh, in that movie, everybody looked at me and said, oh, he's a woman beater, he's a misogynist. And he's like... But at the same time, he said the point of making the movie like Hateful Eight was that he was like, imagine a guy doing everything that that girl did and why she's in handcuffs. Mm. He said, so that makes you uncomfortable. But now you made it a woman. That makes you really, really uncomfortable. (laughs) And at the same time, you don't know how to feel because it's like, she kind of deserves that because she's a killer, (laughs) robber, murderer. And he was like, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, that internal conflict as a consumer. I need you to be conflicted when you press play. So you remember it. So it's memorable. I prefer you to have questions and to not feel anything at all. Like, I know I've been jumping back to myself, but shit, it's about writing. But, like, when you read those ten episodes, you used to call me up sometimes. You were like, I don't like this character, <laughs> but I do like this character. Yeah, yeah. And that be the whole thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I admire it. I admire it so much. Um, the contributors, the inventors um, that are fearless. Uh, my 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 man crush for Elon is growing by the by the second. <laughs> like I, I can't I can't help myself. Um, but then L goes, all right, man. How many perfect launches you need to like really just fuck around with space? I'm ready to go tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can I smoke? And is the food good? <laughs> uh, if if the food's okay, I can fuck around. Like I can I can live. Like I just need to be high though, for sure. Other than that, I think I'm good. I'm thinking well, if it's a sober trip with packets of food, it could be a struggle. But for the experience alone, I'm willing to. I'm just hey. That's too soon. I should wait. Hmm? I should wait a little bit longer. It's too soon. I, I just wanted to get what the group was thinking. <laughs> Coll- collectively. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. There's something about a spaceship to be. Like, I don't know what it is about going into space like that. But I guess, like, if we get on a plane and the idea of a plane in the first place is probably netso for people. So, like, now we do that shit regularly. Yeah. But it's just something about... I, I personally, maybe I just ain't watched enough launches. <laughs> But them motherfuckers always look like they barely look, 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 look a little shaky, huh? What? That's why they keep doing no, perfect launch. It's not. It's not. It's not the launch, nigga. It's how they send you back. So when you break it back into the atmosphere, nigga, they just drop you in the water somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and and the fucking the fucking scanner is supposed to be dialed in enough so they know exactly where to come pick you up. Like they got a respective like drop off point and they come and get you. That's the only part that's sicko mode. Well, what's even scarier with Elon shit is he, you notice he keep talking about how he has perfect launches, but the thing's supposed to land back itself. <laughs> Those ain't ain't been perfect every time. <laughs> Some of them shit's been landing and just falling over and blowing up. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, man. I, I do. Do we? Ha, do you have? Do I have music? Hmm? No weed. Packets of food. Do I have music? I don't think. Nah, you, you just got the sound of the the, the, the engines firing yeah, off. Just how long am I? How long am I there? What in space? Yeah. Where are you going? Where they, where they sitting? You're just going out there. And like if back? You, if you go on to Mars, what they say? Like. If they fire you off at the right moment, it take two years or something like that. Oh no, no, no. I didn't know it was two years. I might be wrong, but it's I know it's at least three hundred and sixty. You're gonna be in that at the at the minimum. You're gonna be floating. Yeah, oh, that's a, that's that's a bid. That's going to prison. <laughs> Shit, life gonna be completely different. You come out here gonna be eight yeah, nigga. The iPhone seventeen is out. <laughs> Niggas not even fucking with podcasts no more. Nigga, they on something, they on something else. Nah, nigga, you, y'all got me fucked up. My nigga, uh, my nigga out of tune. Out of tune. Out of tune. Off the grid for a year. It's really not that long, though. The year almost, 2021 almost over, y'all. And you done missed all of 2020. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you done came back. And on top of that, you in space. You don't know what the fuck you might see while you out there. You think it's lit in space? Bro, what if you don't see a damn thing? That's what I'm saying. What if you go out in the space thing and it ain't shit? Like you just you just out there like you no. see, you you see you see Earth, and then after that it's not a damn thing that you see. Like you like, just still see Earth and Moon, the two shits that you see while you're yeah, on. Yeah, like the shit that you see normally. You know what I mean? You just see you, like oh the Moon but, is that big now the sun. What if you get there and it's lit? Like what if you get there and it's freaks for real? That's not that's not enough motivation. When you say freaks, <laughs> I mean like what kind of freaks, man? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. So, like you land on Mars. So, so just, what I what I've been thinking, like what alien, I, alien freaks, what I've been processing, Martian strippers, what I've been processing to myself lately, huh? Are yeah, you gonna need you on you for sure gonna need the weed to go with you. <laughs> what I, what I, Cause what, some of you gonna, some of you gonna be pissed the fuck off. This is some ideas that you gonna wish. That. But what, but what if I get there and all the freaks, like 
whatever whatever their sexual identity is, they all just in Mars already lit. And like, hey man, ain't no weird ass societal rules up here. So we just fuck around with the fuck around. I remember that Rick and Morty episode where like See? you fuck that one alien and like she's like every person on the damn uh, planet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so that's what it stems from It stems from a Rick and Morty episode So he like, could, so could just come with ID and she could do that shit sure. So what if She could be that person Like she could be that organism Like, <laughs> So what if you leave G and it ain't nothing And then you can go But I want it to be lit and it's lit And it's lit Oh like you go out there and anything that you can fathom Is, is possible Possible. Yeah that'd be lit yeah. Yeah. But that'd be worth a year bit And just come back and be like out of sync, out of rhythm for a while. How much? How many? What if you years? find out that? What if you find out that once you go out there, they took out Earth, so something blew up Earth. Damn. And now you just a nigga in space. Dolo or is people there? I mean, you got people, but like, what if it ain't enough in numbers? Like, no, what they didn't think but, about that at first. Like, but they it, got they got two women and ten, ten guys. That's gonna be that's gonna be a and like the women are sixty. And then the guys arrange a, a many age spectrum? Yeah, just random ass ages and shit like that. Is a 60-year-old bad? Uh, She kind of looked like Betty White when you first saw her. A young Betty White? That's, all right, have, 60, you seen, uh, have you ever seen a young Betty White? <laughs> it's like saying there's a young Morgan Freeman out there. I, I mean, but 60... When, 60 did, when did Betty start? Betty was damn near 100 when she started. But no, like, what is, no, no. No, nah, fuck that. Y'all not about to play Betty White. What what, what a young Betty White look like? Oh, granted, you said 60. So let's see if we can find a young I only Betty. know Golden Girls Betty White. See? And Golden Girls is like 50 years ago. Let's see. Young Betty White, 1940. Mm, nah. She looked like she looked like one of the white women that... Uh, I, I, I was leading were... people down the, the the chamber to you know, uh. <laughs> She looked like the, she looked like the nigga. She looked like the white woman that Emmett Till whistled at. I don't want no parts of that. I'm good. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh nope. no. Yeah, but you know. Mm mm. Now now a young Lucille Ball. I'm knocking that down. No, okay. Now you're gonna make me sound like a sicko. You gonna get quiet on? Ca- That's how you do. You you put your man on the ledge. <laughs> you walked up there on your own, bro. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on, bro. Y'all not about to play Lucy, nigga. Wait That's a minute. That's all of Lucy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Redhead. Yeah. No. Lucy or Ball. Nah, Lucy was fire. Let's see. I don't know about Lucy. Nah, no, yeah, Lucy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this picture for Shirley. That's later Lucy or early Lucy? That's early Lucy. Oh, okay. Yeah, Lucy right from the show. Was all of Lucy ever in color? No. She was always in black no, and white? always yeah. black and white. Okay, yeah. They were gangsters, too. She owned all that content. Oh, she did? Yeah. That's, That's dope. dope. Yeah. She's a, she's a pioneer. Shout out to Lucy Ball. For sure. For sure. It's like certain white legacies that I can't afford to have ruined. Lucy Ball is up there. Mm. That'd be a sad day if I find out she didn't fuck with niggas. Or I probably wouldn't care. Probably don't matter. I mean, it was a time. Yeah. 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 Nigga. Did she know how to waltz? Did she know how to... Lucy Ball, I believe, does know how... Did know how to waltz. Yeah, I would believe that, too. I would would definitely think that she would know how. Low-key, I think think Lucy might have had a black dude on the low. 
I was going to tell y'all a story. I cannot tell it on a podcast. God damn it. Like, I feel like she might have been messing around with, like, Sidney Portier or some shit. Don't, 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 don't throw dirt on that black man name like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about to let you do that. <laughs> Sidney Portier was smashing Lucille Ball. No. <laughs> That's how rumors get started. That's how rumors get started for surely. Hella late. That's crazy. Hey, <laughs> you can think about how old that rumor is. <laughs> City party. I'm t- I, no, no, I'm sick. Of, I'm sick of this shit. For 80, 80 years. Bro, that nigga, that nigga started shit way too late. That nigga, that nigga do, do said in the live chat. I don't, I don't know how to hog time people. <laughs> oh my god, that's not that R. Kelly shit is not funny. I'm sorry. It is though. That's, that's coming. Um, shit, we ran through it, y'all. Oh no, 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 no. How, did y'all see the Tour de France c- crash? Yes. What? Tour de France, the crash. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How much of that is a symbolism of humanity? Mm. What does that... What did, Do we know what that sign said? No. No, I'm asking. Do, uh, do, do anybody uh, know, does anybody know what the sign says? Uh-uh. Mm, I, 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 no, but I think it was something like to our grandmother or some shit. No offense. Grandma, if granny's dead, what have you? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. You you just you had to get your shit off that bad. You were willing to sacrifice that many people in the name of your sign and your grandma that don't nobody know. Ain't nobody here to see you and Gigi. <laughs> it's a tour de France. And you had to get your sign off. It yeah. translated into go, granddad, and oh, grandma. Man. Yeah. See what I mean? Seriously? Now, now I was giving you the benefit of the doubt because your grandparents might be dead. They are alive, and you did that selfish shit. Not fucking with it. You saw that commercial they have for like the Tour de France on like all the shit that be going down in the races, and they told them, "Please don't do this during it." And that was one of them, huh? And that was one of them. No, no, no. That that came out. That happened, and then afterwards, there was like, "Oh, this is some other shit that be going on in Tour de France that y'all can't. Please don't be doing." Wow. So like, for one, for I'm just surprised that. Her arm was able to take out that first person, yeah. which meant that everybody should be pissed off at her and that arm, and also that first person that could not shove the fuck out of her, yeah. out the way when he was going past. Well, so if you watch it, because they only show that it's like a half a second before the crash happens, and so he's so in it, and I'm telling on myself, this is so annoying. He's so in it, he looks down and it startles him, so he got scared. You saw he goes, about the way. Huh? He tried to swerve out the way. He didn't try to swerve out the way. He, he panicked. Just, he just he panicked. He went oh, 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 oh and panicked and like wobbled and then it was over. Like the second he realized it was too late, it was it was way too late. Mm. However, that's only funny because Reeg just gave me his spare bike and this is when we still lived at the other building. So I was riding back and forth to the studio. Mm. First day I get the bike, I'm like, I ride to the studio. Great fucking ride. I'm riding home, epic ride. I'm on the last little stretch coming up the ramp. Mm-hmm. But the ramp has a slight incline, so I'm like, head down. Head down. I'm looking. If my head is down, I can see the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Nigga, there's an orange cone, and it's to block the crate. Oh, no, no, no. There wasn't a cone. The crate doesn't have the gutter filter over it. Mm. And I seen it. I panicked. 
and kept going and ran into that shit and flipped over. <laughs> this is the first day I got the bike, G. Oh, I'm hot, though. And I'm only mad because I seen it and I panicked. Instead of seeing it and swerving, nigga, I went, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> they money. Tore they money. <laughs> Tore they money. Down for the camp. So... To your point, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm mad at the lady with the sign, but I'm mad at the nigga for panicking for surely. Cause and I'm only mad at him because I just did this shit a couple weeks ago. Panic like a motherfucker, didn't just ride around. Like, bro, what? Yeah, that shit's wild. With that. Some of the other things that they were talking about though is like they be out there getting harassed. Like the folks that be um, like when they go past, they'll smack them on the ass. Uh, for the camera. They, That's wild. They'll have the camera, like, they'll be doing se- selfies as they're coming up to, like, run alongside the bikes. It'd be hella wild shit that the crowd be out there just doing alongside these riders that just be been riding for dumbass <laughs> long, so everything is, like, dead tired. That was just cold because that was the beginning of the race, or yeah. whatever the point that was, but everything else, though. They be out there wilding. Like, the crowd only grows in, like, social media age is even worse because everybody wants to be in on the on the visual of it. So, they be, they be all in the, the race area. All in the videos. So, yeah. But I was like, it would be Tour de France that this happens to, though. Tour de, Tour de France is, is officially over as a... Between Lance Armstrong and Baby with the sign, like they can't catch a break. That's what I was talking. That's what the, that's what the funny thing was. It's like maybe they need to go back to doping because you know, <laughs> make you, you, let's make this a little more interesting. He wasn't about to take Lance out with that sign. No, Lance was going. Lance was going stiff run on straight, that bitch. run straight Lance. through it. She might have lost the arm yeah, for sure. Hey man, it's Lance, a race. Lance with some BMX shit where he jump off to the to, to run along the hill. Right. Off the curb, <laughs> no, no, no. Back on. Jump off the bike. The bike goes straight. He run around her. <laughs> Sweet chip music hurt just for being a, 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 <laughs> being a in dumb the way. ass. Yeah, and then, and then catch his bike and then be in first place. Yeah. With one testicle. That's it. Some one impressive. testicle and a live strong band. And a live strong band. That ain't so what ex- so many what, what excuses do you have? I got I got one testicle, man. That's crazy. Shit, I guess not. As you described that, I just pictured it all in my head. <laughs> That shit was epic. It's epic, right? And he catches the sign after he super kicks her, and then he runs, he's like, rips it, and he's going with no hands. Knocks it off the in my, in my mind, Lance Armstrong and Ben Stiller, when he's the counselor from Fat Camp, are the same nigga, bro. They're, they're the same nigga. I love that movie. Hey, that but as a, as a Husky kid, I was offended that I wasn't casted in the movie. I was offended. I could have been, been Keenan, for sure. Mm. Keenan, Keenan in the Fat Camp movie and in Mighty Ducks too offended the fuck out of me because mm. it could only be one. I'm like, nigga, I wanted to do Knuckle Puck. Mm. <laughs> no, just me. I could think it was an age thing. I think that was my shit. Probably. Mighty Ducks two wasn't your shit. No, it was. Three Ninjas. Three and ninjas three, ninjas. three Ninjas. Kick me. Rocky Kick loves Emily. Emily. Rocky loves Emily. Emily. That's my shit. <laughs> Damn. We had to live our lives a lot through whiteness. Man, what? God. Are you afraid of the dark? I don't know black people on that show. There was one black person. Okay. Eventually. Eventually. That was a story where uh, the black kid put the spell on the basketball. Oh. And he shot the first time and it didn't work. Now I'm annoyed because why would that be his story? (laughs) Why would that be the one? You know why it'd be his story. Fucking... 
but we got we can we can we put some respect on Saturday night on Snick? Hmm? What? Is that how people grounded? Should they have all one, that? One Saturday morning and then you have Snick. Oh, one so, like, Saturday morning and then you got a cold day. One Saturday morning was what? And that's the only time you was in the house. That was the only time the entire was day that, you was in the house. Is that Doug, Recess, Pepperan? Recess is my shit. Was Pepperan on Saturday morning? Pepperan. Pepperan was on for a bit. I think, uh, what the fuck else was on? I can't think. Doug, Doug and Recess for show. Yeah. Why well, I feel like I'm missing a, a, an important show from one Saturday morning. Nah, there was more. I just can't remember. Recess for sure. What? But anyway, but then you get to Saturday night, you get to Snick, and you get all that, Keenan and Kale, Are You Afraid of the Dark? And if you sick, you watch Pete and Pete because it's going to be dark. Pete and Pete. Why were they showing this Pete and Pete, Pete, bro? Pete and Pete. If, that, if you really look at that show, that was a crazy-ass <laughs> show, was a bro. crazy show that they greenlit on Nickelodeon. Look at Monty, spot on. What? Show us, Pepper, man. Pepperan was one Saturday morning. Mm. I knew, but Pepperan was tight to me. Pepperan was awesome. What else? What, I, what I, from one Saturday morning? What I miss? Nah, that was, it was that was the main. That was the main three. Doug Recess and Pepperan. Yeah, I thought after, there was one after more. After that, it was like Dalmatians and some other. Shit. Oh yeah, I wasn't fucking with that. Yeah, but those those three to start Saturday and then the end and to wrap it up. What are you afraid of the dark? And then Pete and Pete. It, I, Pete and Pete was a little. Even as a kid, I was like, this kind of. We supposed to be watching this? Oh, and then eventually it had the cats. Remember, um, what was like the skateboarders? Um, uh, Rocket Power. Rocket Power. Oh shit! Yeah. Rocket Power was my shit. Um, Lex Buck, anything before we get out of here? Nah. G. Nah, we good. We good. Um, thank our listenership, man. Always, yeah, everybody. Y'all went at the end. Appreciate. Yeah, we, uh, we, we all would have been just been sitting there. Uh, we appreciate you guys as always. Continue to like, subscribe, follow the IG page, tap in. Our community is blossoming, but that is only because of y'all being tapped in. Um, and grab your tickets for the Grand National Show live at New Parish, August sixth. Uh, right now, the early bird to twenty five dollars. After Friday, they will go up, and then the day of the show, they will be. They will go up again, and we'll eventually we'll announce the VIP after activation and how y'all can pull up, be dominoes, and it'll be some of the homies, and then you get to meet um, some of our surprise guests that we're bringing out, too. So be on the lookout for the VIP tickets um, and the announcement of that. That'll be exclusively at GrandNational.com. Uh, right now, you can get your tickets at NewParish.com and purchase the wrong idea single by Kevin Allen exclusively at GrandNational.com. Man, yeah. Um, appreciate you guys all. It's been another episode of Meet the Brave Podcast. We'll see y'all next week. Love, love. Yes.